Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. A podcast that takes something wholly unoriginal and does something, well, fairly unoriginal with it. The idea of this podcast is that there we're three men. I think we can call ourselves men now. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely, yeah. Three, um, well, we're, we're definitely old. Um, three elder children um, <laughs> who um, uh, got together in a band uh, and spent half the time talking about a variety of other things other than music. We finished our tour of Hertfordshire. And, uh, and then Walter of Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Uh, and it's been a while since, you know, between, well, we've got together once, twice, in fact, mm-hmm. and really we haven't a chance to chat. So this is going to be an opportunity for us to sit and chat. Uh, I'm Dan. I do another podcast called Gridiron Gentlemen. If you're into American football, give it a listen. Um, if you're not, no, I wouldn't recommend it. It's about American football. Um, I've got Tom here. Hello. Hello. And I've got Sean. Hello. Um, so do we want to go around and explain ourselves a little bit? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I'm Tom, uh, a fan of all things sci-fi, uh, horror films, graphic novels, a little bit of anime here and there in between the smatters, uh, nice little bit of retro gaming as well. Yeah, I just I just like it. I, I talk far too much and I get far too into these things and um, it, I think that's quite exciting sometimes. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a bit. This intro's halfway through what we're intending mm. to record because <laughs> we already just started talking about Star Wars and started recording mm. it. It's fine, we can edit it, so I'll just segue and say, let's talk about Attack of the Clones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just completely out of it. Get someone else to do it. You mean. Yeah. Um, that was Sean speaking, so. Hello, yes. Um, I'm also, I'd say, an enthusiast of sci-fi and fantasy. Um, I'm probably the resident Nintendo fanboy, I would say. <laughs> it's yes. pretty safe to, safe to assume. Yeah. I like retro gaming. I do like anime as well, and most things are sort of Japanese. Cool. Right. I'm Dan. Nice. I've already mentioned what I do. I really like, well, mostly comics. I never owned a Nintendo. Never really got into anime. Um, Things we will be picking up. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. That is that is one of one or two of the topics there. Um, hugely into comics. Like playing video games, although I'm not very good at them. Are we at the point now where Star Wars is okay to talk about? I think if the four people <laughs> listening to this podcast haven't seen Star Wars, <laughs> it's their own problem. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, we'll, we'll put up, we have to say things like spoilers and stuff like that, which you don't have to say with American football because, you know, mm. fuck them. But it's... I mean, the thing is, though, it gets to the point where you look at your watch and you kind of go, well, the date says that it's the 5th. Yeah, at well, what point does something so... become, like, not a spoiler? Because, oh, what did this happen it's... with recently? This happened with something recently. It's called... Oh, oh what's it called? The game from 2000... It was like a 2009 game called Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. And someone spoiled something in that for me and I was really gutted because I haven't played it but I was thinking well they haven't done anything wrong because yeah. it's so long since that game came out yeah I mean I pretty much know the thrust of the story of Halo 5 I haven't played it yet but I still don't feel like it's ruined it for me because you no. Know, no even though I, you Halo know, 5 will ruin Halo 5 for you yeah well see that's what people say <laughs> I mean yeah Statues oh, well. of Limitations that's so there is, isn't it? There is like a in terms of spoilers. It's all like, oh, I see. There's literally a spoiler. There is, a, there is an official yeah. ruling on this. Is it? I like this. I like that someone has sat down and codified podcast etiquette. <laughs> it's like the South Park thing where AIDS finally becomes funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because when in the lead up to Star Wars, people were saying to me, oh, I want to watch it like straight away, because I was like pretty chilled out about it, to be honest, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll watch it when I get around to it, and people, other people were like pre-ordering tickets and things, and making sure they got their day one, 
I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, I don't want it spoiled. And then I, th- I was like, well, there'd be nothing to spoil. It's just Star Wars. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then, sure enough, like, right. there is a, a spoiler simple, in it. a simple like... checklist. Are the characters plucky? Yes, they've always mm. been plucky. Mm. Are they likeable? Yes, they've always been likeable to an extent, even the villains. The story is probably going to be a bit leaky, a bit mm. wonky, but then it always has been. And that's part of the charm. Yeah. Disney played it very safe. They made some very smart decisions. They made a fantastic visual spectacle of a movie that fulfilled pretty much every checklist you have on a Star Wars film. So let's, in my humble opinion, let's say now, uh, full spoilers warning. You know, uh, don't listen yes. to this if you haven't seen Star Wars. If you're one of the four people, my dad, the the guy <laughs> I work with, who hasn't seen Star Wars, it's your own fault if you what? listen. One of those people, and you haven't already had it spoiled for you. Yes. (laughs) 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 Well, it depends what what we want to keep it to, because if we're sort of talking Star Wars general, if you haven't seen the original trilogy by now, (laughs) then you're either either my wife, or or you've been living under a a rock. Spoilers. Vader is Luke's dad. What? (laughs) Prequel-wise, you can be forgiven for not watching it, and it's not really necessary for anything that may be spoiled by us talking about Force Awakens. Yeah, there's a different kind of spoil, isn't it, really? Yeah. The prequels. Spoil spoil something. (laughs) If If you watch Revenge of the Sith, which, as someone on the internet called, the only good prequel movie by default, (laughs) then... You know, you have to just watch it, gritting your teeth with a wooden spoon in your mouth, thinking mm. at least the original trilogy still exists. You know, at least there's still that, and you've got The Force Awakens, which... Well, at the start you know, of it, C-3PO actually says... Um, what is it? He says, let's get this over with. <laughs> it's something to that effect. When it's like, yes, <laughs> let's... <laughs> I think Attack of the Clones is the only good one. What? Wow. <laughs> I think Attack of the Clones is the best one. Okay, well, oh, wow. I mean, this is know, brave. the spirit of podcasting. I this mean, is Revenge of the Sith is, is a giant turd. Start <laughs> it is, it is a, is a pile of trash. Um, I watched all of them recently, and I remember Attack of, if you, thing you've got to take out of Attack of the Clones, though, is any of the love story stuff. Well, that's is, all of it. That's half of it. It's a great proportion. <laughs> so, yeah. Very, very boring like, uh, <laughs> yeah. romantic scenes with two it was one, It's one of the only times I've been watching a Star Wars film thinking, oh, Jesus, I hope he gets his lightsaber uh, mm-hmm. out. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to live Just in the movie. Up, please. So on. <laughs> that, Sorry. It's a half decent story, and I know you're going to kill me for this. Wow. Um, if you take out the love story stuff and the fact that for no reason, for one time only, R2-D2 can fly. Which... Yeah, that's, that was in Revenge of the Sith, though. Does he fly? He no, he flies in Attack of the Clones. Does he? Oh, of course he does. It's definitely the first time he does. Now, the bit where the Jedis come down and they are surrounding and they're all, they're all thinking they're going to die. This mm. is it. This is the end of all Jedis. They've been wiped out by... The Trade Federation or whatever the fuck. Yeah, a Luke bunch of droids. Yes. Which, which everyone else at that, up to that point seems to have had very little difficulty getting. <laughs> they seem they seem quite easy to kill. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, they're basically pointless. They do literally nothing in any of the films. Until, they never put up any resistance. But until they managed terrified to, of them. Until they managed to wipe out a bunch of Jedi in the Geonosian 
Um, well, that's like the clone. Arena. That's the yeah, clone but not just, troopers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, no, the clone the, troopers the, on the Jedi's side. Oh, on that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, tons later of on droids later. just seem to wipe out. I mean, in fact, is there's, there's all those Jedi suddenly ignite mm-hmm. their lightsabers around. There's, you know, there's got to be, what, 50, 60, 70, maybe 80 or 100 Jedi, like, mm-hmm. you know, a task force that's been hurriedly assembled. By the end of it, you've literally got, like, you know, you've, they always talk about that character shield. You've literally got all of the all of the Jedi left that you've kind of seen in expanded universe novels and things like that. That's it. Mm. That's all that's left. Mm. And you've got Mace Windu sort of holding everyone hostage. Mm. And then, you know, fucking um, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's, that's, sorry. Yeah. Django Fett, who's just a bounty hunter. He's a shit bounty hunter. As he's well, a terrible stress. bounty hunter, <laughs> yeah. but still manages to sort of flummox Mace Windu a little bit. And by that point, most of the Jedi are dead. And you've just got Obi Wan Kenobi, Kit Fisto, and a few other the, the bloke Kit with the Fisto, like ten, amazing ten heads and stuff. Kit Fisto is my favourite Jedi. <laughs> He's wow. the amphibian, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Unquestionably, what, yeah, the one with the Jedi. flappy tentacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the dread. Which sounds a terrible, like a terrible disadvantage when you're swinging around the laser. <laughs> it does. But he's also <laughs> massive, flappy ten, you know, tentacles. He's also one of few Jedi's that smiles, though. I appreciate. Yeah, that. happiest Jedi alive. Yeah. When in the, <laughs> he's the one that. Um, Force pushes the oh yeah the battle yeah. with C three PO's head. That's when he smiles. That's that is yes, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I re- I remember reading a blog in the I'm guessing it must have been mid two thousands. Came out in early two thousands, didn't it? Oh, so yeah, two thousand and two. Came out in two thousand two. Yes. Nice. So I'm. It was when I lived with a couple of mates, and we all became slightly obsessed with Kit Fisto. I own a sideshow. 12-inch Kit Fisto thing that cost me about 70 You quid. own a 12-inch Fisto. 12-inch Fisto. Attack of the Clones. Where were we? <laughs> well, 12-inch Fisto, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> 12-inch Fisto, that was it. 12-inch yes. Fisto, and you were still trying to justify why, if you remove 80% of the yeah. film, it's the best of all Star Wars prequels. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, I'm not feeling good about my claim. Now, <laughs> um, starts, now starts the backpedalling. Oh, <laughs> 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 if you go back and watch all three of those awful, awful films, mm-hmm. you start to look for things that make them appealing rather than this is a good film start to finish. Interesting. But I'm amazed that Attack of the Clones is the one that you would pick for that because that's the one I, I, I literally can't remember anything good in it. It's got the worst bits, yeah. I think. Well, I don't think it's got the worst bits. It hasn't it's got, got the worst dialogue and the worst... Acting, well, possibly not the acting. It's not the worst script, so it's not really the fault of the actors if mm. the script the script is terrible. But here's what I watched them recently, and I've just <clears throat> just bought a new TV. And it's super duper screen, whatever it is. Um, is that a technical term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. 4K. Yeah. That's that's the, it, it's um, super duper screen or 4K. Yes, yeah, as as, <laughs> as, as the, the, the the layman terms. Yes, I love it. Um, love it. Um, and. The new films look so much worse than the original film. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that's true. That yeah. is true, though, they because do. they they look like cartoons. Yeah. they look like the yeah. um, the animated like Clone Wars yes. series. Well, the green screen is is the most obvious green screen you, you'll see in a well, film. It's because the whole thing was filmed in green. Yeah, screen. Exactly. when you look at any of the making of everything, all you've got is actors in a room. It's either blue screen or green screen, and that's it. All the environments are all. Place it on afterwards. That's why the actors look so fucking bored in it all the time. Mm. Because all they're doing is just... They, half the time they can't see who they're talking to because it's a CG character. Mm. And 
they're given probably little to no direction in the scene, just told, this is easier lines. So they just oh, read them just blankly and say, the Trade Federation has set up a blockade. <laughs> and all this shit's like flying around in the background because that's the way they thought the film would work. They're just like, it doesn't matter, we'll do it in post. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they just thought they'd we'll make a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think anyone just ever went, George, no one gives a shit about Trade Federations. <laughs> <laughs> they like these no, Jedis. Yeah. They like the bad guys. No. <laughs> no one gives no one gives a damn. I could have about... stopped you at the point where you said, did anyone say, George, no. <laughs> no one said anything to George Lucas because he was revered as the man who made Star Wars. So yeah. he was kind of, so had this everyone, air of untouchability everyone, about it. It's him. like everyone always forgets, don't they? They kind of, they kind of forget that the two good films from the original he didn't direct he didn't direct and and I'm not saying that Star Wars the original A New Hope isn't good because it is and it Mm. was a genre busting genre defying well apparently though that film the story goes that that film was saved sorry I was like no one can see it but I have my arms up (laughs) the story is that that film was saved in editing so it's it's apparently not his not fault. What's the is that fault? True? Apparently, he, his, his original cut of the film was terrible, and it took other people to come in and say, "We need to like make a film out of this." And they took what he'd done and, and turned it into a good film. No way. Well, this is this, how the story goes. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that's cool. All that George Lucas is particularly well revered, for, or he can be really credited for, is the, is the ideas behind it and the kind of world and getting the ball rolling. Yeah, although the original concept art does show even stormtroopers having lightsabers as though they're kind of All right, everyone's really? got a lightsaber sort of thing at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that actually it was that uh, Mace Windu's character was never going to have a purple lightsaber <laughs> until Samuel Jackson kind of went. So what like what colour can I can I have my lightsaber? And, and yeah. George was like, well, you know, good Jedi they usually have. I love the fact we're just calling him George, you know, like we're his best mate. <laughs> so anyway, George just kind of said, oh, you know, well, you can have like green or blue. That's usually what a Jedi has. Um, you know, red is Sith and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson was kind of like, you know, you know, I want something pretty cool. And, and there's this moment that in one of those behind the scenes things where George Lucas kind of says, well, maybe we could sort of purple. I think purple. <laughs> what do you think? And that was it. Apparently that is as easy as it was. Yeah. It, he got a purple lightsaber. Now, see, well, Samuel <clears> Jackson, you're probably like the <clears> biggest Paid actor of, of the times. This he's is like the late nineties. lightsaber and with yeah. a. I mean, his hilt. To be honest, the, the only reason why he's in the film is because he was the man of the time. He's so badly cast as a Jedi. Who would have? Who would have? If you were going to make a film and you said, "What's a Jedi?" Well, these noble do it, very kind of emotionless, and they're just let's get the guy from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's, Which, what's Samuel L. Jackson good at? Like acting wise. He's very good at shouting at people and, you know, yeah. shouting a particular swear word over and over again. And like and amazing cool. dialogue, being mm. very cool. You know, he's not a kind of space monk. And consistently. <laughs> yes. It's the most compelling <laughs> argument. Pur- purple lightsaber or not. <laughs> <laughs> <It doesn't... laughs> I like the fact they got around it by saying, well, he's the lightsaber expert. Well, Yoda's like the master of the force and then mm. Mace Windu's the guy who you call in if you really need a fight. And you're like, well, isn't that the same? But if that was the case, he... Totally didn't see Anakin coming, did no. he? At all. And he lost his arm, fair and square. A lot of arms go missing in that film. It's, yeah, it's like. There's yeah. a big arm count. But in all the sort of. Behind oh, heads the, as well for a kid's film. <laughs> yeah, but uh, in, in all the, um, the kind of. Like the really, really sort of very sci fi books that talk about the sort of different forms of Jedi um, fighting and, and their stances and their lightsabers mm. and things like that. Apparently. 
they they learn that you know if you don't have to take a life, mm. then don't. Mm. But if you have to, then the best way to do it is quick. So they learn, you know, like sort of the way Windu dispatches mm. Django Fett yeah. is a is a Vapad Form Seven <clears throat> move that is designed to quickly end someone's life because that person is obviously not going to ever back down and be the point, you know, there's no point hacking this guy's arm off because he's got another gun and he's going to try and shoot you, so the best thing to do is to the end f- it. The Fets, by the way. Terrible bounty hunters. Terrible bounty hunters. Mm, terrible bounty hunters. In, that, in that film, mm. he gives the perfect opportunity to, to show off. Mm. Um, is it Django Fett or Boba Fett at that point? It must be Django. Django, yeah. Because yeah, um, he hires another bounty hunter to kill someone. Yes. Oh, no, to, uh, to assassinate uh, Django, isn't it? Yeah. Queen Amidala. Dad, yeah. yeah. It's like, why didn't they just have Django Fett do that? It's like, why, well, why have him hire there. someone? Well, it's basically it's a George Lucas MacGuffin. It's basically yeah. like, ah, oh, there's a bounty hunter over there. Oh wait, wait, but who's that flying away over there? And it's like, well, that's Django Fett. But and now Obi Wan's got someone to follow across the galaxy. Yeah, and the adventure begins. <laughs> George's think... mind on paper, you know. Yeah. I'd imagine above uh, on the Slave One dashboard, yeah. it's got written, "Never fire my rocket in anger." <laughs> he's, he's got this huge rocket on his back. Never does anything with it. Django Fett fires it at Obi Wan. Yeah, he does he, it always he, on the. Um, he sort of disappears on the pole, doesn't he? Thing. Is that like, like, El Camino, <coughs> the yeah. white, yeah. ocean planet thing, and then just kind of like he tilts his head forward and fires it at Obi Wan, and it I explodes. Oh, I totally forgot. And Obi Wan rolls. That was the one good bit in Attack of the Clones. This, <laughs> yeah. So many good bits in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> See, this, this is what you should have led with. Yeah. Yeah. Gone, yeah, actually, that was pretty yeah. cool. Though, okay, yeah. I mean, I was quite tired when I watched. Because Obi Wan uses his lightsaber to deflect the blaster bolts from from Slave One itself. Also, actually, I will say, Attack of the Clones has that moment where I tested my dad's uh, new cinema, like home cinema screens, and, mm. and all the speakers and stuff. The bit where Obi Wan's flying through the asteroid field, mm. chasing oh, that's amazing! Yeah. And he uses those concussion grenades yeah. of some description, which kind of fly into a um, an asteroid, and then mm. suddenly you just see this explosion. And it sucks back in on itself, and then this concussion wave just makes this amazing <laughs> kind of bass rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that is awesome. That that bit, I remember showing my dad all the time. I said, "Look, you know, if you want to test out your sound system, let's put this on. Boop, put it on." And then afterwards, I stopped it. I put the disc back in its box <laughs> and I put it on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's here's the thing. So I, I watched we watched the prequels mm. and the original trilogy, and how good the original trilogy looks. Yeah. With the exception of all the nonsense he's put in mm. since then. Mm. Uh, and I remember just genuinely getting excited about watching the original films. Mm. That just wasn't there, the prequels. The prequels are just... Oh. If I was going to pick one of the prequels to, to say I had the most memorable moments, it would be Phantom Menace for me. It's got the best lightsaber fight. Well, it's got Jewel of Fates, yes. the music. The music's great. It's got... That lightsaber fight is pretty cool. Yeah, it's not very Star Warsy because like it's such a big difference between you know uh, Luke and Vader's fight or um, Obi Wan and Vader's fight in the original trilogy. It's t- so different that it's kind of there's a weird kind of disconnect. But still, it's still enjoyable to watch. It's fun to watch. There's some very Jedi moments in it. The bit when mm. they both know when the fields are going to come down before mm. the fields. Yeah, there's some nice like tension there where yeah. it's like kind of waiting, and there's that nice moment where they're kind of pacing. Well, yeah, well, he's pacing, and Qui Gon's yeah. just quietly praying. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I enjoy praying. Though. He's communing with the Force. Well, it's space monk praying. Um, then, no, whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> also, um, 
pod racing, pretty cool. The pod racing was pretty. <laughs> uh, you, you're swaying me around to find some yeah. menace now. Well, the, we, uh, to be honest, it's partly because of a little bit of nostalgia because that mm. I was youngest when Phantom Menace came out, obviously, mm. and it was just I was at an, an age where I just I, it didn't like strike me as being awful at no. the time. No, I could have made it seem yeah. a lot worse. But at the time, I was like super hyped for it. I can just remember being at school, all the um, like. Not pogs, they were like Tazos or something. He's going yes. in crisp collecting all those. I've got the whole set at home. Really? Yeah, oh, I've amazing. got all 60 of them. Are you going to have to bring them around? I will, I'll bring them, I'll stack them over there yeah, with them. Yeah, I think them. I had trading cards as well before um, the, before before the film came out. So we got Gambit and we got Mal. Yeah, I'll stick them next to Mal. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring my big Kit Fisto, I'm glad I did know. He's, he's basically been torn a new arsehole in this conversation. So. Well, Kit Fisto torn a new arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there were some good uh, nope. good <laughs> video games that came out of Phantom Menace as well. Pod, Pod Race was a good game. Pod Race on the N64 yeah. was a, a classic. You could, you, do you know you can control that with two N64 controllers? You can, like the yes. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have like an analog stick in each hand. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I'll say that's pretty cool. Yeah, it also had um, uh, the Starfighter. Uh, game yep. that was on, I think, the GameCube. And no, that was, um, was oh, that was on PS2. It was a Star PS2. Jedi Starfighter. Star there was um, Battle for Naboo on the N64, which yep, was a sequel true. to Rogue Squadron, where you fly the Naboo Star yellow Starfighters. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. quite like the Naboo Starfighters as like a ship design. As a ship design, yeah, it's and they cool. they control really well in games. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's like a plus point. They do. Yeah. They look they look like Spitfires. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. In what way does that look like a Spitfire? They're yellow. They're yellow, like Spitfires. <laughs> well, they fire well, lasers. They go in space like Spitfires. Oh, and, um, you know, they look history. They, yeah. <laughs> They've got the, the basic shape of a World War II plane. I know what you mean. Like the cockpits. Kind of, yeah. That, you know, arching cockpits. They look old-fashioned. Yeah. Well, you mean it's a like bubble a, canopy cockpit? Yeah. 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 But you can, pay, you can compare <laughs> an X-Wing to a They're rounded as well. Like rather than X wings are very blocky looking, yes. like angular. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I can fine. see it. I, I will accept it. this. Thanks, yeah. sure. <laughs> Not being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So as we've been talking about Force Awakens, um, yes, I'm. I'm really interested to hear what you two think of this. Cause I, no, I, I liked it, but it wasn't without its issues for me. Yeah, and it, it relied heavily on nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> but I was willing to buy into the nostalgia, so it didn't really matter to me too much. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. It had to. There was no way it could just kind of just say, oh, well, fuck the other ones. We're going to, you know, it's, 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 it's almost a reboot, isn't it? Yeah. Because they took, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit how much they borrowed from the original trilogy. Because people, everyone I speak to always says, oh, it's, it takes so much from A New Hope. But I also noticed like a few things from other films as well. Like it had, tonally, it had like moments from Empire, like yeah. some of the darker moments. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems more Empire-ish. The, but the lightsaber then, fight at the end you, as well is yeah. directly from, from... You had um, them having to go to a planet to destroy the, sh- the shields mm. to um, be able to attack the, the Death Star thing. That's like lifted straight out of Jedi. Yes. And so... I don't know. It seemed, to me, it seemed like a kind of a mishmash of like the the original trilogy. Really, it's funny. Really, had I known that we were going to start talking about the Force Awakens, I would have for the uh, for the technology company I work for on the internet. Uh, one of my friends was writing a Friday blog every mm. Friday. There's a random article from someone in the company just about whatever, mm. and he decided to put together three uh, reviews of, uh, of the Force Awakens. One from an ardent Star Wars fan. Uh, one from 
someone who um, is a fan of Star Wars, but also thinks that it's not necessarily the best sci-fi trilogy or mm-hmm. saga in the world, which was my review. Okay. And someone who had never watched a Star Wars film before mm. and actually Force Awakens was their first thing. Mm. And the ardent Star Wars fan was just 100% behind it. Loved it from really? start to finish because he was just like it. Just it just hits all, all the boxes notes that I remember yeah, that I yeah. I hoped for, and it's lovely because you know you kind of think the Star Wars fan, you know, in in George Lucas's eye or Disney's eye nowadays, the one they're looking for is maybe that sort of you know forty five to sixty five year old person who's like I want to just see Star Wars how I remember it, mm-hmm. and they got themselves a story mm-hmm. that is pretty much Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you know it's recognizably Star Wars, blah blah blah. My review was more a bit like. <clears throat> I think it puts the Star Wars saga back on an even keel after the prequels. I think it gets you back to maybe the sort of slight tinge of mm, Jedi wasn't necessarily as good as Empire, but it was still a really good end to the trilogy. You know, mm. you feel that kind of hopeful. I think it puts you on an even keel. And the guy that hadn't watched it uh, basically said, "My God, that was a, such a good visual spectacle, mm. but I had no idea what was going on." Really? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you just kind of think that actually. It surprised me, that does surprise but me. it made sense, because I think that's exactly right. If you've never seen Stars before, mm, you, you had no who, idea. And so is, you don't know you, who, You'd have um, no Leia impact is. when you saw Luke Skywalker. You'd just be like, oh, so Luke Skywalker's obviously yeah. some big guy. It's just a fun story. You're just along for the ride. It looks great. And you kind of come out of the cinema going, whew, that was all right, wasn't it? That was a good film. That was a nice way to spend two hours. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, it's so hard to take yourself out of that mindset Isn't of it? knowing everything yeah. about it that you can't like see it from the, yeah. the point of view of someone who's just never watched a Star Wars film. So, so I was so pleased to be a part of that because it was just it was fascinating reading them, and they were only like little you know sort of 150 200 word reviews, but it said so much. Well, the the best, the shortest and best review I've ever heard of Force Awakens is it's the best, most disappointing film ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> so it will true. never live because up to the hype. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. That's ultimately the problem. It's just like it's always gonna. It's never gonna be able to live up to that. What people wanted because there's so much hype leading up to all the teaser trailers and mm. everything. And it was really good. And you can't pick too many holes in it. There were like things I didn't like about it. Um, I didn't like the too many people picked up lightsabers and swung them around like baseball bats. Yeah. Like, uh, to, to me, like, there was in the... Don't cheapen this. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, that's so yeah. it. Yeah. In the original trilogy, I always just assumed, like, a lightsaber was this incredibly powerful and difficult to, to wield thing. Yeah. Like, as if maybe, to me or you, we wouldn't be able to kind of without, pick it up or anything. Or without so, chopping our head off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. would just immediately just do yourself, like, a massive injury or just, <laughs> yeah. you know... But, oh! <laughs> but then we saw people just like pick it up and just use it like a you know like a, a sword or a stick, and it's just like oh. The biggest problem is you're never. I don't think in film you're ever going to get across the the idea of I mean of wielding a lightsaber because they all all the expanded universe novels and things that well not all of them but at least a few that I've read have always commented on how the lightsaber is a blade made entirely of light. Mm. It has no weight. Mm. There is there is nothing to act against. You're literally holding a, a metal hilt, which probably has some weight, mm. but there's nothing counter. It's not like fighting okay. with a sword. Oh. It's using it's you know the force users find it easier to use a lightsaber because mm. they are able to see things slightly before they're going to happen yeah. and anticipate, and so they can they're able quicker. to put the lightsaber where it needs to be, as opposed okay. to using it like a club. Mm. And the problem is that you can't really get that across in a cinema no. because, of course. They're either using, like they did in the first film, like initially they had kind of lights spinning round a yeah. kind of um, 
Like, and then they, yeah. wrote, they just rotoscoped the uh, lightsaber blade onto it, and they were only white. Yes. Then the next films, they used kind of aluminium mm. uh, kind of blades, which broke because they were really fragile. And then Jedi, they were still using the same thing. It was only Revenge of the Sith where they were using carbon fibre, mm. but carbon fibre bent. So you've always got some sort of weight. So they are swinging these things around, you know, because they've got a counterweight mm. at the end of it. Yeah. So they're never going to get across what it's actually like. Okay. To hold a, a an energy sword which has no weight at all. Mm. They should have asked which me. Is, well, yeah, exactly. Torches. <laughs> but at the same time, like you know, for the listeners, I'm not I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. It's just yeah. one of those suspension of disbelief things. Yeah. But I agree with what you say. It, yeah. it is a, a difficult to use weapon. But Finn seems very confident he, picking it up and just being like, well, <laughs> "Come on, then," you know, kind of around Ray as well because you, the whole film you're kind of building up to well. You're kind of finding out more about Kylo Ren and how he's this, you know, you're assuming he's this ultra-powerful Sith who's just a complete badass. And I know he's injured in that mm. last fight, but I just don't think, even if he's injured, he shouldn't lose that fight. Do you know what I mean? Where he's, where he's overcome. <clears throat> and like, Finn was almost like holding his own a little bit as well. And I just thought... He gets shot by Chewie as well. Yeah, he does get shot. He gets so shot he's by injured. the cast. No, but that's why I'm, I'm saying though, that mm. Vader would never have got shot by Chewie. Yeah, in that situation <laughs> and it's there's the bit at the start where, where uh, Poe shoots him mm. and he just stops the bolt in midair that's, 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 hey, that's yeah. awesome so that's when you get the feeling this guy is really powerful I he love that, that yeah. his first line is look how old you've become yeah mm. and just says that to the guy and immediately you think this guy knows people yeah this guy knows he's connected a lot of people <laughs> But Sorry, I, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of agree that he's. That what annoyed me is there's the bit where he's basically about to beat Ray, and mm. he gives her an out by saying, "I could teach yeah. you the ways of the Force." And then it's almost like she goes, "Oh, the Force! Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I remember that. I've I've done all this stuff. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. I tricked mm. that stormtrooper earlier. Didn't I? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I forgot was, about that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm holding a feminine wiles. That you know what? Force. The lightsaber should have been the giveaway. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although, as the film painstakingly reminds us almost at every turn, <laughs> you know, the force and all that sort of stuff is is uh, is a uh, is almost regarded as myth mm. by mm. the people 30, 30 years. Mm. Flip sake. <laughs> 30 years. Everyone's just like, ah. Well, you're not just well, rumor, well no, but in the original trilogy, to be fair, it was... You Before know, the Han's dark like, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Han says that he thinks the whole yeah. thing is just like, oh, it's just Hokey. a religion. Yeah, pokey religion. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't believe in it either. And he says, you know, I've seen a lot of things in this universe, kid, but... Yeah, I've traveled from one end of the other. Yeah. Yeah. And who is there that's really seen the Force in action? No one, really. Mm. Luke and his pupils. Yeah. And Kylo Ren. And yeah. Snoke. And yeah, and... Hand seen a little bit. Hand seen it. Yeah, it's true. Mm. All of it. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> he does quite a good job of not mumbling his way through this. Film. <laughs> well, I don't know. He still does mumble it a bit. He always yeah. feels. <laughs> yeah, Hand Harrison Ford is kind of like you can see in his eyes. He's. I mean, an actor's always kind of look a little bit like they're waiting for the person opposite them to deliver the next line. Mm. But he waits, and then he goes. I'm just going to wait just a little bit longer. <laughs> right, okay, here we go. Here's my line. And delivers it like... It delivers it well, but it always just feels like it's that extra sort of half a second. Like he's waiting, blink. Or he's moistening his mouth. I mean, the dude is old, isn't he? He's, you know, do you want to join the crew? 
<laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Who's everyone's fav- favourite character in Force Awakens? Kylo Ren. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised at that because I I didn't like him that much. I liked him up until the point he took his mask off, and then I thought it became just. Yes. <laughs> I that that was that was the moment for me that he sealed it. Really? Is that actually they? they I mean, his <clears throat> name Adam Driver is it? Yes. Yeah. He he is almost exactly the sort of person that I would want to see under a mask that scary because that mask is and, and you know Colorin's backstory backs it up you know it's Vader-esque in its, in its way mm. it covers the face it covers the eyes it doesn't give any way it modulates the voice so it sounds different but the thing that got me was when he removed it and suddenly you see this kind of you know kind of weedy kid, yeah. kid. Yeah. and you suddenly realise that <clears throat> You know, he he may you know he may kind of and actually when he comes out of the ship at the beginning, he kind of walks with a sort of awkward kind of gait, as if he's dragging sort of one of his legs slightly, and it's you know he looks kind of I don't know. There's that kind of there's a moment in Constantine actually that, I mean, that that's a film blast from the past where they where they summon the son of the devil, mm. and it, Mammon is actually a kind of withered mm. sort of demon. I mean, immensely powerful, but its form is withered and it's got a gammy leg and it kind mm. of slopes towards people. Um, like a Richard <clears> the <throat> Third. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> now, you know, when, um, and um, <laughs> sorry, that was the elephant. Bring me my gowns, <laughs> my gowns. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I kind of like the fact he he looks awkward, and he you know, and, and people have taken the piss and called you know like emo Ren and the dark hipster, the, emo dark, kind of dark hipster and all that sort of. I mean that Twitter account it's is amazing, absolutely superb. Um, but it Parsex is a unit of distance, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, by I think it just. Um, I think it. Thank you very much for that. I think it just. Um, it, it sealed him for me because he he is just a guy. He's just a just a person who's found himself in that thing. <laughs> That's true. And, and actually, you know, he's not a particularly attractive person. No, he's just a dude, just a bloke who happens you, you, to be you not, were you not, um... very powerful in the force and able to wield a lightsaber that he obviously knocked together himself in a tool shed somewhere mm. when Snoke wasn't yeah. watching. Did it bother you at all that he doesn't look anything like Harrison Ford or? Um... What's her face? Well, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I mean, yeah, okay. um, yeah, sorry, I was, I was sorry. Yeah. Like, Carrie Fisher, I was literally, yeah, <laughs> off on a train yeah. of thought there. Um, I don't know, I don't know well, why that me. should bother me, but it did. It but we don't know what's that, happened to Because he, he looks so different, I just, that's just well, weird. we know that the <laughs> dark side of the force corrupts, because okay. the emperor... Oh, please don't... Dyes your hair black. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Turns you proper emo. Um, mm. You know, so maybe that's... Some, I mean, maybe not, because he's not, probably not been evil for that I long. guess you've got to give credit, because part of me wants to criticise it, because I think it's not like Vader. You know, Vader was this kind of faceless, emotionless, yeah, for the most part, uh, figure. Yeah. And then... No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess it's kind of hypocritical of me to say, "Oh, it was too safe; it didn't do anything new," and then to criticise something they did do new, which is to create this angsty uh, kind of wannabe villain in a way. He's not... Do you know how how Darth Vader could have been, how Anakin Skywalker could have been played? Mm. What do you think? A lot more scary. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker in the prequel films single-handedly turns Darth Vader from a tragic hero mm. into a brat. And, and actually, the Darth Vader that you meet in the original trilogy, after watching the prequels, you kind of think, 
I've seen you when you were, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. having falling fits and all that sort of stuff and wrestling with it. Oh, I'm a bit dark. Oh, more powerful than Obi Wan. Oh, but they've got to have. But the well, he was never a trial. Oh, this is the thing. He was never likable in the no. prequels. You never see him. Being not a problem with maybe as a tiny and, kid. And even though they're going on about being friends, him and Obi Wan never seem no. to be friends. <laughs> He's constantly like bitching about behind his back all time. Well, don't say that. You're the closest thing I've got to a father. Oh, yeah, but you don't listen to me, and you stole my you know <laughs> food out of my lunchbox and you know, stole my food out of my <laughs> lunchbox. You're always pissed, Obi Wan. <laughs> Stop going to the bars. Yeah. Mm. So, do you guys know Adam Driver was a marine before he was really? No way. There. You oh, can't well, see that. <laughs> so poor kid. He just doesn't. He doesn't seem to have the build, does he? But then I suppose no. But that's the point. The force doesn't. <laughs> I mean, just, it's like like Yoda says. You know, the force. Yeah. You know, we're all luminous beings, not this crude matter. Yeah, but then he flicks and um, <laughs> has a tiny lightsaber, and he somersaults all over the room while fighting <laughs> Count Dooku. So, but again, he's a he's a frail. Yeah. It's the force that gives him the power. I know, but I always thought he'd be above that kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah that, that annoyed just the, me. The, the force, he, you know, he wouldn't use a lightsaber. He can take force yeah. lightning. Well, you would just I talk, he would just kind of, you'd think he'd be just really wise and be able to, like, talk down the situation. Or yeah. he'd kind of, I don't know, find another way <laughs> than Guys, <some>. come on. <laughs> can't we just talk about this? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Turns out the uh, trick to universal peace is uh, swapping sentences round. <laughs> so, <laughs> if everyone did it, we'd all be a lot happier. Mm. Um, so, favourite characters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you said Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I'm amazed by him. And his lightsaber is awesome. His lightsaber yeah. is, I, I do love his lightsaber. You know, mm. all the... I don't know I don't know if I'm saying the word right. Memes? 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 Memes. Memes. Think, mm. yeah. All the memes aside, yes, it was hilarious when we first saw it. But actually, once you see it in the film, and you see, I mean, like I think I said to you, that moment where he freezes Ray in the forest, yeah, mm. and you see the lightsaber blade extend towards her neck, yeah. and you see it crackling, and you can you can feel that this lightsaber like is cobbled together. I thought that was going to be like the new look for lightsabers, but yeah. it wasn't, was it? It was just his one. It's yeah. like wonky and disturbed, and it has those those two things aren't actually a. A part of the design of the blade, they're actually venting pores. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. actually venting ah, heat away is from. That, it. Is that true? It's apparently, mm. got a cracked crystal inside it that can barely contain ah, the power of. Wow! And so it has. You just ventral... sold me on that lightsaber. Mm. That's yeah. really cool. I didn't know that. I was just. I thought it was like a cross hilt, what they call it. You know the. Um... No, it's literally to vent. That's why it kind of has. Um, kind of like a, when you know when you had a Bunsen burner. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. That's why when he, you really see a close up of mm. it, it looks like a Bunsen burner flame, kind of. That is cool. Because it's like, you know, excess heat mm-hmm. and gas and plasma being forced mm-hmm. out the side of these cooling vents. Yeah, so that, finding out that, was actually the bit that sold it for me as well. Because I was like, actually, this this lightsaber has a story. All the other ones, we've just kind of been like, oh, it's a lightsaber. Mm. Yeah. It works because it works. Whereas mm. this one is, you know, there's a bit of a story about it. You kind of feel like it's got... It's a bit broken, like he is. It's a better story than... Ooh, can I have no. a It can barely contain its power. Oh. Uh, like oh. Kylo Ren. Yeah. I, I, I initially thought, and I liked it because uh, I thought, what well, if Jedi lose their hands? I mean, what mm. better way to, to stop yourself from losing a hand is than have something. Well, but the, well, the, the flaw is though that the, the 
the energy bits don't come out. So if it were to, if like you had a blade slide down it, it would chop off the bit that would do that. So like, (laughs) it it wouldn't work as a guard. That's what like made it really weird. I I, I like what you said. That's really cool. It's quite cool. What's your favourite character then, Trump? I'm gonna say (coughs) Dameron. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He was super cool. He was like he was. something straight out of an old adventure film. Yeah, yeah. He was a World War Two pilot. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. It's just like it... what for his biggles. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about him. They just like pick. They just cast him so well. It's mm. just this real old-fashioned kind of hero. And I, I like what they did with him in the film that they didn't overuse him. He kind of had his place, and then hopefully they're going to expand more in later films with him. Well, or is he consigned to becoming this trilogy's wedge? Possibly. Well, that's what he is, though. He's kind yeah. of like a more expanded wedge, in yeah. a way. He's like the wedge we didn't actually get to know in, in the, um, the original films. I like the fact that he's kind of plucky and he's got you know, wisecracks and things, and, but without being annoying or anything. Mm. And it's just... Well, it takes a few cues from Indiana Jones. Yeah, but I like that. I love that. I do like that moment where Kylo Ren... When they first capture Poe, uh, po, mm. and they and he crouches down in front of him, and he's just and Kylo Ren's literally just in his face. Yeah, and he goes, "So what do I talk yeah, for? You, I talk you're, 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 you're <laughs> talking or what? How does this work?" Yeah, well, I quite like that there was no fear. Mm. But well, up until that point, he's probably had nothing to be scared of. He's... Well, he has just been pulled past a blaster bolt that was mm. hanging in the air. True, because. The so-called master of the Knights of Ren has willed it so. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> there he is. For the benefit of uh, all people listening, we've just noticed on the side of the bottle of uh, water that Dan's yeah. drinking out of. Do you see what I mean about Kylo the, um, Ren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if yeah. the blade, if you try to like, I would just cut the. You would just cut that yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd just be a massive yeah. bit. Huh? Like that. <laughs> oh this no. <laughs> <laughs> But you were going to say the same, weren't you? Yeah, Poe Dameron. He's yeah. he's just uh, your typical plucky kind of mm. stylized pirate. But in a way, that's pirate what pilot. You say just another, but yeah. then it's something refreshing about it. We haven't seen it in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's what makes it cool. I think. And also, I think I've got a total man crush on Oscar Isaac, <laughs> the guy who plays him as well. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, seeing as we've chosen the same one, maybe like an honorary vote to um, yeah. um... Han Solo's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, what... <sighs> Ray, yeah, Ray was my second favorite character. I'd say she's pretty cool. I do like the um, I do like the owner of the uh, cantina oh, they go to. I hated no, I like her because she's so utterly useless <laughs> with everything. Even though, even when it's like you feel like you're on the cusp of her sort of giving some big reveal, she goes, "Well, that's a story for another time." As her cantina is being destroyed around her, and you're like, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure she's gonna die, mm. and we're never gonna find out this story." Like, um, there's a film where I was almost said something. She doesn't die, is she? No, but you, no, I, right. no, but I, it's just one of those things. Like, if you if you were a kid watching it, you just be yeah. like, "Well, I'll never see her again." Yeah. So obviously, whatever she was going to tell Ray after she had the vision, which, by the way, is actually probably one of the coolest parts of the movie. That vision yes. is great. I love, and I, I will never get this image out of my head of Luke's robotic hand on R two D 2s dome mm. with the <laughs> ash and the fire around them. Mm. And that moment where she suddenly finds herself lying in the rain in front of what we assume are the Knights of Ren. Very similar to the bit with Frodo in the first Lord of the Rings film. <laughs> no, we, we put we puts, we puts the ring on. There's only one trilogy if you if you uh, know of Clerks too. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, there's only one return, and it's not of the king. Yeah. It's of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Um, yeah, and he just finds himself just falling off a fairly yeah. large building. Poor Sean Bean. Poor Sean Bean. I saw. I saw a list that of. Dude just can't get a break, can he? Mm-hmm. He's like he, he obviously like for <laughs> Game of Thrones and things like that. He gets he gets his raft of scripts. And he looks over at everyone else and sees that they've got sort of <laughs> five or six seasons. He's sort of like, but I, I thought there was only one season. Everyone else is sort of hurrying around. Yeah. yeah, no, don't worry about it. Sure, it's fine. Don't worry, I'm sure it's fine. Um, yeah, but I get killed too. Yeah. I recommended Game of Thrones to someone and um, I asked them how they were getting on with it. I'm like, oh, it's so good. I'm really enjoying it. I just love Sean Bean. I'm like, oh. Ah. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way. Spoiler warning. Oh, well, surely this is the, um, this is, that must be beyond. I've had, I've had way more Game of Thrones things bought for me. Usually the next day. Yeah. yeah the day after it's been Game on in America. Yeah. The, yeah. The oh infamous... my God, could you believe it? You know, yeah, I remember, yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. I've stopped, I stopped watching it, to be honest, after season two. because <laughs> I've stopped watching it as well. Season three, I stopped watching mm. it earlier. Um, Star Wars, that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? Mm. Um, disappointing characters. There's only one in my eyes, and that's Captain Phasma and what they did with oh, someone yeah. that could have been awesome. Mm. Someone who I, one of the characters I did really like in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, actually, I've got to say, I don't necessarily think that makes her a disappointing character. Mm. I think it makes it a very disappointing use of yes, a well, yeah, sorry, character. not disappointing character. It was, sorry, I'm just yeah. playing pedantic. Well, she, yeah, she will <laughs> presumably feature in the next films. Mm. So there's still time to... Yeah, to that's true. Although it's... I, I, just, I can't help but feel that there's going to be some really contrived sort of... Oh, you know, she's fine. You know, she got off Starkiller Base... Oh, there were, there were pods, no, I didn't even think of that. There were pods on the back of it. You know, they all just didn't ran even over think there. Yeah, because we don't actually see her escape. She's last thing we know. She's in a Fair refuse. Uh, yeah, a trash compactor. Trash compactor. Yeah, oh yeah. crap! Yeah. Um, yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is a pretty disappointing use of a. What was the point well, in all yeah, that? What then? was the point of yeah. all that? And actually, like sell toys <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. it had come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I mean, to be honest, like, if someone gave me. The ridiculous sum of twelve ninety nine, mm. you know, that you have to pay for these action figures that nowadays, like just the you know three point five inch ones. I'd probably buy Captain Phasma. I'd yeah. probably get a Kylo Ren. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I own a, I own a Poe Dameron. So oh, really? of course, <laughs> I own, I have got, I've got the, the figure, do. the bobblehead, and the Disney Infinity figure as well. Mm. Um, I would probably say disappointing characters as well. Uh, to an extent, R2-D2's general behaviour through that film. Yeah, what a prick. Uh, what they did. <laughs> as, as someone pointed out, literally waits the whole film mm. and at the last moment decides R can be helpful now because, <laughs> because they, they've already looked at the map and gone, oh, it's a fragment. And you would have thought R2-D2, even if he's in just standby mode, would have gone, oh, it's the fragment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, don't worry. It's but I, I'm only going to tell Han Solo. Yeah, <laughs> but no. He just sits in a corner like a pedal bin. Imagine that's what they've been using him for up yeah. until then. I like that little storage compartment he just brings out. It's so old, like you wouldn't have that on a computer, would you? Like just a, literally a little tray that comes out that they take. You think it'd be like literally a perfectly shaped stick or something, you know, like pulling out a USB stick, but no, just a little tray. Also, the future, well, the Star Wars future has obviously mastered like the universal data storage connection, yeah. whatever. 
because you see things come, you know, you see things being plugged into stuff, mm. and they're all different connections. Yeah. So there must be some. I mean, is it nanotechnology or something? So what you're trying giant... to say is the way the empire wins is just by like we won't use USB anymore. No, 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 no. no. Let's mess with them. There's just some some S shaped thing. Just, yeah, it's just, just something weird that yeah. they plug into something else weird, and it's like it just kind of works. And then a map appears, and everyone goes. Oh, that's what. There's never any writing on these maps. I don't yeah. see any writing on these. I just see mm. lights and lines, and everyone else goes, "Ha ha, right! Well, there he is." <laughs> and then they get in the Millennium Falcon, and they. The <laughs> thing was as well. There is. is. I'm, I'm on BB-88. Bit was tiny. Mm. They not just figured it out from R2D2. He had like a giant map. <laughs> that's right, isn't it? He had yeah. like a giant yeah. map, and then <laughs> there was just like this tiny little bit. And it's like I'm sure they could have just like put <laughs> two and two together. And, he ends up here. It doesn't really matter where we're coming from. (laughs) (laughs) And also, what's the deal with the line Mm. on that fragment that leads them to? Mm. They just need where he is. They don't know. Do you know what I mean? That just leads them to another bit. They're kind of. I mean, it's like well, he was here, and then he was here, and then he was here, and then the trail goes dead here Mm. on the planet that seems to be a watery planet with one island on it. And that's probably where he's going to be. Yeah. Mm. It reminds me of that bit in Attack of the Clones, of going back to... Yeah, let's just shit on Attack of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> when um, Obi-Wan pops that um, little ball on the projector thing in front mm. of all the younglings, and they're, you know, they're looking for that little... Sorry, that sounded really weird, isn't it? Got, you know, got, got, got a ball, put a ball on the pole, <laughs> and, 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 anyway. and, um, and it projects that kind of swirling holographic star. Yeah. Mm. Again, there's no writing on any of this stuff. There's no, there's no like, moment, but he's able... His little marble thing <laughs> is so up to date that it doesn't have this particular star in it that they're looking for, but it has its gravitational pull. And he kind of goes, well, look, there's a gap here. It's like, well, mate, if that's the only one that's missing, then why don't you go there and see what it is? <laughs> also, in the Star Wars universe, if you really want help, go see some children. Tell me about it. Because <laughs> they all go, no, young minds. No, you're they right. They just come up with all the best ideas. You're right, fuck that film. Yeah. The stereotypes in, in all those films as well. Is yeah. The, the, the Very um, lazy. New Jersey waitress robot. Oh. Droid, sorry, yeah. yeah. What yes. can I get to yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the big... Uh, oh, him as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, also, well, basically, all Obi- I mean, you know, you and McGregor, bless him, tried his hardest through those films. Mm. But if you've got a cush ball on a stick <laughs> and you're being told to talk to it, you're going to act like he acted it during that scene. Yeah. Ah, cloners, you say? Oh, we're very good, cush ball. At what point do you think they kind of the hype wore off them of being in a Star Wars film, and they just realised, oh my god, Attack of the Clones. As soon terrible. as they got the script to Attack of the Clones, he thought. I, I cannot walk away from this because I'm going to make a fortune and I've got family. Well, and, and I'm tired. Once you've done this, one film, you, you can't, can't <laughs> not be in it. I, and also, I'm Obi Wan. I have a legacy. Mm. And the very least I can do is stay as a part of this project and, and try and just because even the Star Wars fan, fuck mm. up. Well, he was a Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the experience has probably bittered him against it. Yeah. You know, really embittered him against it. I think the re- the reality is so much much worse. Mm. Although fair play to him and to Hayden Christensen for the awesomely uh, choreographed fight at the end of episode three, mm. because it is really good and really fast. The choreography is good, but the um, all the extra kind of crap they added in. Yeah. Mm. Oh, suddenly it's hot. That these guys have been floating around on platforms mm. on lava. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? You're a family stuff. guy, right? I do. It's a bit like the chicken fight. Yeah. It just gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Those are brilliant, man. I haven't watched one of those in ages. 
Anyway, Stark in the base. Let's get to that. Bigger Death Star. Bigger Death yeah, Star. Bigger Death Star. <laughs> bigger Death Star. Let's, yeah. What what's not worked in the past? Those mm. big floating <laughs> things that take ages to warm up and just fire. Every time they design these things, they get bigger mm. and they get easier. It seems because the first one seemed to be taken out. It was a small little Death Star. Mm. What about thirty-two kilometers across or something? It was meant to be. Mm. I don't know if that's true. And anyone who <laughs> please uh, put, put, put the actual diameter in the comments. The four nerds that listen to this, yeah. they'll know. I think you'll find that's actually the Urukai <laughs> you're talking about. Um, so uh, yeah, every, every time. So the little one gets taken out by what looks like a quite impressive fleet of of Y wings. Mm. Uh, X-Wings and I don't know if any A-Wings were in that yeah and most of them get taken out most of them get taken out but that one last one gets through you know it was just enough to Mm. take advantage of its one weakness using the force Mm. using the force second one Death Star 2 (laughs) which is just brilliant isn't it Death Star 2 more which is which is Staria or Deathy <laughs> Deathy? It's it's. Where know, do you want to st- sorry? Where do you want to start? Just build the laser first. We'll work around it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's, I mean, it's obviously not fully operational. Yes, I, I mean, even though it is fully uh, operational, right, except for the three quarters of it that hasn't been built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's I can... fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they assure me that's part of the original design. <laughs> And of course, the the thing I like most about it is in the expanded universe, we we find out that the Death Star Two was designed not to have a two meter wide single exhaust mm. port, which big mistake, Emperor, um, or the designers. It has micro like nano wide exhaust ports all over the surface, like an insect. So it's just yeah. kind of venting Breathes. gas all mm. the time out of time control. So there's no real weakness. Mm-hmm. Of course, the whole thing hinges on a small task force not taking down the shields and then getting inside, and so. I mean, but that one is taken out almost, is, is, is even easier because they just fly mm. straight into straight it. Into, yeah. They fly around inside the massive reactor, which by the way doesn't seem to have any protection whatsoever. And then they'd leave and Starkiller Base seems to, seems to survive against what looks like at one point four X-wings mm. flying around. Mm. God knows how these guys survive. I mean, they, they just, <laughs> they're just flying around all over the place and then suddenly they, they go out, oh, the shields are down. Brilliant, the garbage guy sorted it all out, it's fine, you know, and they go and destroy it. And that's it, taking down that one thing, mm. that one thing, Why, if you're going to build something like that... Backup power. Backup power, yeah. but build it underground, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Why, why does just... there need to be a port in the mm. second Death Star? Why? To the, we are really nitpicking some of these films now, but yeah. That's what it's for. I mean, I do love them. There's mm. But, yeah, th- there's... Well... Should we move on from? Uh... <laughs> well, I'm interested to hear actually how how you haven't managed to own a Nintendo. Uh, my okay, let's just get straight. That's into a this weird thing. question to ask someone. What? How haven't you done something? <clears throat> but it's just like because I thought they were given out. Yeah, right? exactly. you, <laughs> you just when you were a kid, you just have one. You, you know, you went to the petrol pump, and it was it's like not, uh, you know technically true. I have okay. um, one of my girlfriend's DSs that she gave me. <laughs> sitting at home okay okay. but with the puppy game <laughs> no it's, it's got Nintendo's. Pokemon it's got, it's got Pokemon Nintendo's was, was, was fun from what I played with it um, anyway yeah so originally consoles wise mm. had a Mega Drive ah uh, you were that guy I was that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um, I, I moved on to an Amiga 1200 um, how, okay. what how can you move That's on from a Mega Drive to an Amiga 1200 an Amiga 1200 was better than the Mega Drive 
way. <laughs> the games were easier to copy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isn't Mega Twenty Five Hundred like really old? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Just old. checking. Mega, <laughs> Mega drives aren't, you know. No, I know they're not state of the art, but I, when did Mega Drive came out? What, ninety like one or something? Yeah, it's early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Amiga. Uh, <clears throat> Amigas were good. Amiga, are they? Is that a British company? Amiga? I don't know. Let's have a look. I don't know. I had a Commodore sixty four before I had the Mega Drive. Well, this is why we have the iPad. Um, yeah. Right. So Amiga. Let's have a look. It's, it's part of Commodore. I remember that much. Mm. Uh, Amiga twelve hundred. Let's see when that came out. That was the one um, above the five hundred. Release date nineteen ninety two. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. I thought it was an old. I thought they were like. I didn't even know they were still making Amigas then. I thought that was like a much older thing. So the Commodore sixty four. They still had people before. making them. What? They must. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the worst comment anyone ever made <laughs> on a podcast. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Amiga twelve hundred. Uh, mm. Loads of copied games for that because mm. it was so. What, what did it run on? What did it run? No, what? sorry, as in like what, <laughs> what, did the, it what, did, what the games on? I had a Zool. No, no, no. But what what, what form? Oh, floppy like? disks. Floppy disks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as in. in uh, this is a floppy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the small one, not the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. small one. Yeah, small the little five inch paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to just by trying to put them into the drive, break them in well, half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there it goes. Um, and then after that, I, it was a big break, and I did a bit of PC gaming, I suppose. Mm. Although not a great deal, it was just pretty much Doom mm. and MDK. Um, and then MDK yeah that was MDK a great game, was great game. I, remember that. Yeah. I remember it for them Dreamcast though yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting and then PS1 PS2 okay. Xbox 360 and then Xbox One okay so, fair enough so I've never I've, I just, just managed to dodge yeah no that's fair enough I think like Sega fanboys probably would have not that you were saying you were Sega <laughs> I had a Mega Drive I had a Game Gear as well to, <laughs> <be fair. laughs> to so. me anyone who had a, a Mega Drive over a Super Nintendo is a, is a Sega fanboy well, it's I got bored. You didn't know, you didn't know the sound, so. <laughs> no, 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 I, I gave up after the Mega Drive. Yeah. I had two Game Gears as well, because my mates would always come over and go, well, I haven't got a Game Gear, but here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to give those out as well, though. They couldn't sell them anyway. That's the, sure. the Game Gears, yeah. I know, I know, I know the console. Game Gear. Amazingly, like, graphically for the time, incredible. I mean, you compare it to the Game Boy. <laughs> the, uh, well, yeah, the little colour screen. Hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Well, I mean, basically, it was, it was, it was as good as... Well, the graphics looked as good as a Master System. Mm. Easy. They, yeah, they were, they were pretty similar. Which yeah, was but out at the same yeah. time as to have a handheld. Every, everything looks better, though, on a smaller screen. Mm. Okay, yeah. Everything looks tighter and, you know, of a better mm. resolution. I had the TV tuner for it as well. So <laughs> I could sit, and if I was sitting in exactly the right place, well, yeah, yours was the house to be round, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. TV tuner. <laughs> I remember being in Spain with the Game Gear with the TV tuner and like six, um, like teenagers, early early teenagers, I suppose, crowded round just desperately trying to find porn on the TV tuner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was going to say that. I bet you they were trying to find. Porn. Yeah, just just. <laughs> And I think once we succeeded, I think that's the only reason we bothered to continue mm. trying. So, yeah, never played was, Nintendo. It would be like a race against yeah. time on a, Mega Drive, on a Game Gear as well, because they had about a two-hour battery. Oh, it's, it's plugged into the wall with oh, the, okay. the battery. Race, that about a this race against time. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous images. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Quickly, quickly! <laughs> Come on! Um, yeah, well... I mean, see, I've had I've had a NES, I've had a Super Nintendo, a NES. yeah. Um, but I had I didn't have a NES when it came out. I had a NES mm. maybe t- 
10 years after it came out, mm. just because my grandma found one at a uh, boot fair, and she That's was like, sweet. oh, he blatantly had Dude, she she got um, Super Mario Brothers uh, World or Super, yeah Super Mario Brothers Three, mm-hmm. the one with the, the yellow cards yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, I had a few other bits and bobs as well. I, I mean, for my life, for me, I can't remember them. But I mean, I oh Double Dragon and things like that were on the nest. You know, so we game. I mean, me and my mate next door used to play it all the time. It was probably mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like retro retro gaming, but it was at least ten year old gaming. So I don't know whether that's technically retro. I don't she know. had good foresight. It's probably worth a lot more than she paid for it at car boot sale. Mm. <laughs> probably <laughs> now it is. Yeah. I mean, because it's got the original box and everything. Have you so still got it? I've still got it. Oh, yeah. Sweet, yeah. That's it's good. like a beautiful investment. I'm going to hand that down to my grandchildren. Yeah. You know? I mean, Vinny can have it, but yeah, you know, I might just... <laughs> no, just straight to the ground. Well, just, yeah, <laughs> surely when he's old enough, what a great way to start. Yeah, absolutely, game. a bit of Mario and stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. No, no. Two, two buttons and a D-pad. Very true. You know, gaming at its simplest. Bit of dexterity with the world's most uncomfortable controller in the world. <laughs> it's <laughs> just a box. <laughs> it's, yeah, completely squares. <laughs> My claw hands. It's made for clamps, not hands. <laughs> 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 It was for that horrendous robot peripheral that was supposed to play alongside oh, you. Oh, uh, Rob the Robot. Rob the Robot. <laughs> and all it could do was kind of twitch violently and then sort of pull <laughs> over on the side. Um, yeah. Had a Game Boy, had a Game Boy Color, a uh, Wii. Uh, yeah. So you did, what, didn't you know, you've got an N64, haven't you? Still got one. Oh, I've got an N64, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah, one of the the, the yeah. main player on the list, the one that I remember yeah. the most. Mario 64, GameCube? GoldenEye. Did you ever have a GameCube? No, I never had a GameCube. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to admit, and obviously, you know, I know you're not meant to, but I, I have played a lot of GameCube games on an emulator on the PC, which was which was good fun. Really? Yeah, some really nice stuff. I mean, mainly the Star Wars games. It was nice to play some. The Rogue games. Yeah. They are freaking awesome, Very aren't they? Yeah. And we're back on Star Wars again here. Yeah. We're not actually persecuting Dan for not owning... Yeah, okay. No, well, that's fair enough. Because I, I, I think that's... Um, I just took it's, a... It's a different route, isn't it? Well, I love the fact that you were like, absolutely like, oh my God, I can't believe you never had Nintendo. And the second he goes, I had Sega, you're like, ah, oh, right. Fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> live and let live. Yeah. Like, probably, probably, well, probably because of not, your head, Not allowed like, nice yeah. things, yeah. were like, you? The experience yeah. of playing Sega was such a bad thing to happen anyway. <laughs> that he's served his time. No. He's paid his time. I loved my Mega Drive. Yeah, I did. no, I've got nothing against Sega. The console wars are over now, you know. Okay. Wow, <laughs> Sega and Nintendo yeah. coexist now. There's, there's Sega games, loads of Sega games on Nintendo consoles, and now. on the PC, and on the it's Xbox, and on the would PS4. Would have been and... completely mind blowing at the time to have Sonic on it on a Nintendo console. Even in the same game with those Olympics games. Yeah, to well. have them in the, in the same game, crazy and Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, that is very true. I can't fault any of that. So that's all very compelling. So this is a learning experience. Hmm. If I was to buy a mm. Nintendo console, mm. what console should I buy? Well, I've got a, a good answer. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I think the, the best value Nintendo console to buy now is a Wii. A Wii? Yes. The console itself can be bought just com- ridiculously cheap. You can yeah. buy one for 25 quid. If you don't mind the little flappy bit that's fallen off. Yeah. <laughs> the little yeah. flappy bit. Well, if it's got the little flappy bit, that's quite good because that means it's uh, backwards compatible with GameCube. Oh. Uh, next point, so then that expands it out into a whole different um, library of games. The, game, the GameCube had an amazing um, library of games on it. Like, a lot of them are... Things like Sanity's Requiem and, and stuff like that were on the GameCube, weren't they? Yes. No, not Sanity's Requiem. What's it called? Um... That's not the name of it. Eternal, Eternal Darkness. Darkness. Yes, Eternal Darkness is that the Sanity's Requiem is like the subtitle. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I've been put in my place. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll find it. His glasses up. <laughs> if yeah. Sean hadn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, yeah, so you've got all the game games. The Wii itself, okay, people give, it gets, has a bad rap as being the console which is just full of shit. And it does. It has so much shovelware on it. Mm. There's tons of and tons of terrible games. But inevitably in that, Shit, there are some <laughs> absolute gems, and some of my favourite games of recent times are all on Nintendo Wii. And this is something I'm finding out myself actually, because I kind of was one of the people who skipped over the Wii a little mm. bit. I had one, not when it first came out, but I was just kind of like, it just kind of looks like slightly worse versions of the stuff I've played on N64 and GameCube. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm not that bothered about it. And it's only since um, that I've been looking back and then looking online and looking at hidden gem lists and things like that, and you realise just, just how many good games are on Nintendo Wii. Mm. There were some fantastic remakes of older games. Like they did um, Punch-Out, you played Punch-Out yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the NES. And I'm aware of it. There's, um, there was a Wii remaster, not a remaster, a complete remake of it, mm. like with you know fantastic kind of modern graphics and everything, and they still look great. Uh, today, I've only just started playing this game to be honest. I literally just picked it up recently, and it's it's just fantastic. And like, there's so many things that I just get surprised at on Wii. But the other point is the the games can be bought so cheap. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's just that sweet spot because retro gaming kind of has a, a, a kind of a weird sort of limit, doesn't it? Where yeah. something becomes like GameCube games were really cheap a few years ago. Mm. Now they're becoming much more expensive, and much harder to find. Whereas Wii games, you can still go into um, places like CX, CX and uh, even <coughs> Game have like entire kind of sections with all Wii games, and they're all dirt cheap. It's fantastic. You can just pick up the game so cheap. It, the uh, Virtual Console still works on it. You can still download. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah. It's got and it's got a better library of Virtual Console games than the Wii U does. So for my money, I think if you if you were to buy a Nintendo console now and to experience like the wealth of kind of Nintendo franchises and everything a Wii is probably the best way to go I'd say I'm currently just looking up the going rate for a Wii console now I think we're going to all feel a bit sick in a moment aren't we it's going to be <laughs> something ridiculously good value and Sean's yeah. argument will make perfect sense mm. well, you just had a Wii it. didn't you Tom I did yeah. I did and you know what I really enjoy uh, picking it up every now and then and mm. I, you know, I've got to say I find playing the golf yes just the bog standard it's on um Resort or uh, the very first you talking about just the Wii, the one that came with the console like Wii Golf. Oh man, if you is. get Wii Sports Resort came out later and that that used the Wii Motion Plus, yeah, the golf game on that is incredible. It um, <clears throat> basically thirty, 30 quid. Yeah, it enables you to um, put backspin and topspin and you know slice and all these That's things on cool. the ball. It's it feels so good. I it think my like... dad's got a. Um, I think my dad's got the. Black version of the Wii, okay, with the with all that sort of stuff. Probably. With the archery, yes, archery. Is there was the um, resort uh, one? a yeah, it's Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, it's right. My dad has that. That is excellent. My dad is cooler than I am. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's got some great games. It's got the sword fighting one, which feels like really nice. Actually, because the problem with the the Wii thing is it wore off pretty quick because. Like with the boxing thing, at first you're kind of making like proper movements, and then you realise all I need to do is just like shake my wrists. <laughs> you know, you just kind of waggle. But they became known as like waggle controls, didn't they? Yeah. But with the Wii Motion Plus stuff, it became like proper, almost one-to-one um, movements. So in um, Wii Sports Resort, in the sword fight one, you can literally like move your hand around in kind of 
you know, fluid motions, and and the the, the character on the screen is doing exactly the same. It, it, it's fantastic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Having said that, though, uh, my wife has never laughed at me more <laughs> than, than when yeah. she was watching me. I mean, I'm, I'm talking motion control in general, and mm. actually, I'm talking specifically about Kinect. Um, was when I bought I bought the Star Wars Kinect. I never bothered with it, thinking, "Wow, this is going to be this That's is going to be good wasn't fun." It? Rare yeah. made that. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, you know, this this is going to be good fun. I've always wanted to be a Jedi, and you've seen, you know, saw the adverts, people like, you know, doing that sort of motion that you do when the door opens on the, on the tube, mm. you know, that sort of sideways swipe and things like that. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to be able to do everything. You, you look like a total oh, yeah. penis. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. The things that game makes you do mm. for such little payoff <laughs> makes you... <laughs> which, which sounds terrible. Did you find yourself in a hotel room with a, uh, oh, yeah. just a copy of... Feeling uh, really embarrassed yeah, yeah. And, and, and actually sort of going, oh, I didn't even get paid for this. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. Not, there's not even a bus fare home. Um, yeah, motion control stuff's always been funny. I mean, Michael McIntyre makes the point that, you know, uh, when he had Wimbledon, yeah. the first, you know, the first um, uh, Wimbledon game was on the, the Wii, he would sort of, you know... <laughs> Very energetically run from end to end of the room <laughs> and stuff like that until you realise that it's yeah. just as effective as sitting on the couch yeah, waggling, waggling your wrist around eating yeah. Haribo. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> just play exactly the same thing. But uh, that's the point. That's what Wii Motion Plus does different. And this is the annoying thing. This is what we should have launched with, really. It should have been Wii Motion Plus from the start. Mm. If it would have launched with that, I think it maybe would have had more longevity with proper gamers. Now, the, the Wii was incredibly successful. You can't deny it. It no. sold something like something crazy like 120 million units. It was the most successful console of that generation. Mm. It outsold the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah. So I bought a Wii, mm. uh, a white Wii, mainly because it was so cheap. It was mm. almost like a, it was almost like one of those months where I, I, I had my salary had just gone in and I kind of thought I can, I can afford to spend mm. the 120 quid that I would either save I could probably just treat myself to a week. I just thought that's what I just thought. That's what I did. I bought a week I, just just for the hell of it. I bought one for my um, then girlfriend mm. for Christmas, yeah. and th- this was when they'd just come out as well. Oh, it's one hundred seventy nine ninety nine. Holy crap! Um, and it was halfly because I'd seen people fighting over them, and I had access to a chance to just pick one up for going rate. Mm. And I, I played. I played on it a few times. Played things like Mario Party, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Particularly the that's what the, Nintendo does really well yeah, is getting yeah. people together sitting on a couch. Yes, having which, a laugh together, which is is drastically missing from a lot of games. Yes, nowadays. it's something exactly. That's so true. Like online gaming is as good as it is. Mm. It's taken away from that feeling of, of. Do you think that the Wii's kind of lack of longevity has had anything to do with Nintendo itself and its franchises and its Endless no. new additions to tired franchises, and it's some people would say lack of vision. No, you can't say lack of vision. Nintendo are at the forefront of all of these things. You've you've already mentioned like Connect. Why did Connect come about? Well, maybe because the Wii did. Because it, the Wii was successful. Connect is a completely it's, different medium. It, it kind of is, but Connect definitely wouldn't exist if the Wii wouldn't have. Um, Done it first. It's all done motion controls first. Come on, I think they always. Yeah. You know, the N sixty four. You had um, the analog stick. It was the first. I think it was the first mainstream console to have an analog stick. Ah, but no, no, wait, no. Yeah, okay, lack of vision now. 
Not mm. lack of vision then. <clears throat> no, they're still trying things and they're still doing things. I mean, look at like the Wii U. The Wii U gamepad gets a lot of flack. But how crazy did everyone go when Fallout 4 came out and they realised that you could use touchscreen inv- inventory on your Pit Boy? Mm. That's a Wii U gamepad. Why is it? <laughs> why is it so brilliant when Fallout 4 <laughs> does it? And it's like. We've just been doing that for ages. Like where you can use your inventory on your on on the gamepad screen. So again, it takes me back to the, the original question, which is: Do you think it's got anything to do with Nintendo itself? Well, they're not. They're not doing badly. The Wii, like I said, sold 120 million units. It, it, it's, and it, it was not a. It wasn't a case of lack of longevity so much as the initial crowd who bought it dropped out. Like because lots of people bought it as as a kind of Wii Sports. Yeah. Toy. Mm. That was it. That was yeah. all they played on it. Yeah. And the, the real kind of gamers were, were a far smaller crowd who kind of stuck around and played all the you know the amazing sort of RPGs that came out at the end, all the amazing platformers and you know the real kind of gems that are on that console now. Um, the Wii U has struggled though. The Wii U sold. Oh yeah, the Wii U. of what the GameCube sold, and that was considered a failure. Yeah, the Wii U's only sold as of now twelve million, mm. which is. And it's coming towards, you know, how much is it going to sell by the end of its life? Like maybe say like 15 million, mm. which is to drop from 120. I'm saying 120 million. It might not be quite that much. It might be 100, between 110 and 120. I'm sure it was. Mm. But to drop from that to 15 million, of course, it's like a disaster. Mm. But they still tried. At least they tried mm. something new. They didn't just um, they didn't play it safe. And it really annoys me when people. Because obviously at this point people are already starting to talk about the NX. I don't know if you two have heard yeah. of the yeah. NX and you know, the supposed next product that Nintendo are working on. And you get a lot of people sort of wish listing for it and saying, this is what I want for the NX. And some people will just say, you know, it needs to be more powerful than a, you know, a PS4. It needs to not have any kind of gimmicks about it. You know, I just want a controller and a console and I want to be able to play third party games. And it's like, there's already consoles that fucking do that. Yeah. You've got an Xbox One, you've got a PS4, let Nintendo innovate. Let them do things that are different, because that's what makes it Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> do you I not think? I mean, if you really, you can have, like, a gaming PC do that as well. Why do you need, why do you need Nintendo to? I, I, no, to I just, answer me, Tom, yeah. for God's sake! I, I, <laughs> Please! I just, I just love this, because this, this, is, this is exactly what, what Nintendo has. Mm. It has a remarkably loyal fan base, mm. unlike what you get with, I mean, what you get with Xbox and PS4 is a different type of loyal fan. You get a fan mm. who is loyal until the thing breaks or something mm. doesn't quite work or or something 360 like that. 360 fans were loyal to the extent that they, they grinned and bared the fact that all of the consoles broke. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and then they, they, they were just like, it's part of owning an Xbox. I get Halo 3, I get Forza, uh, I get Gears of War, but every now and then, it's just gonna it falls over, get really, really hot dies. and just stop working. Yeah. yeah. But the, it had the advantages to to pay off that, didn't it? Have the better online yeah uh, service. Yeah. Xbox Live is still a fantastic. It, it was the more powerful consoles, the games, the third party games generally yeah. around better on it, so you would put up with that. But you're right. You're saying like Nintendo fans generally will stick through, like yeah, thick and thin, absolutely like, through thick and thin. Yeah. In the face of, and this is this is <laughs> surely going, this is surely <laughs> going to this is surely going to bait you. Yeah. In the face of a woeful lack of inspiration in their no, I, I totally well. disagree. I, I, I've, I've played Splatoon. a lot of 
brand new IP, completely different. Nintendo have never done. I see a, a lot of I see a lot of echoes of, uh, of Portal in there. And yeah, but that's some stuff. No, that's been no, 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 no. I, I, I felt. I mean, that's what I felt as, as someone who for plays Nintendo. Thing. Well, yeah, well, yeah, for Nintendo. Nintendo yeah, have well, never done that. Nintendo before, so got that now. To be fair, people say like Nintendo. Pump out the, you know the same old games. They're time time I'm again. Sorry, there were how do, many Assassin's Creed games are there? Oh, I'm not. And how I'm long not, is Assassin's Creed? Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not. How many sit, Call I'm of Duty games are there? And how many? Uh, how long is Call of Duty? I'm not sitting here saying they're kind of like one a year releases. And I'm how not, it's been? God knows. It's been like when was the last um, say F Zero game? Nearly a decade ago. When was the last um, Metroid game? That was probably five years ago. This is this is a case in point though, is that, like I said, Nintendo fans are very very loud <laughs> <laughs> for for anything. Whereas I'm 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 mm. I am the I'm the absolute typical console and mm. PC gamer. Mm. Um, on PC side, I I love the PC flexibility. I love the fact you can tinker with your machine until it reaches a certain level and you can get things. You can tinker with the games more, as well. You can tinker with the games with the mm. console. I'm, you know, you get angry with it, you you get bored of it. I'm not trying to defend AAA games because I think there's, I think it's stagnant across the board at the moment. Only now and then do these little gems like Life is Strange or, or it's next on my list, yeah, or or something like that. You know, I mean, Fallout Four again is is nothing, nothing special in the mm. grand scheme of things. It doesn't really do anything that something hasn't done before. It does it better, some would say. Mm. Um, it still doesn't reach the heights of Fallout Two, which I think was probably the the, the um, Series Zenith <clears throat> in terms of storytelling and scope of landscape and all. That. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but <clears throat> but I think that the problem that the that is that the consoles have more power, so they're able to do bigger things. So that games that have slightly larger scope beyond maybe an evolution of an idea, but certainly not a revolution of an idea. Um, you know, you just have to look at the fact that. Um, Super Smash Brothers has so many sequels now, and the, the only, Mario games only four. Only four. Well, is it literally since the N sixty four, which released in nineteen ninety six, there's only been four Smash Brothers games. I know, and they're still coming out. They're still incredibly popular among the very loyal Nintendo fans. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of Smash Brothers because it's um, it's actually one of the few Nintendo games that I find hard to get into. There are people who are amazingly good at it, mm. and it makes it difficult for someone coming into it yeah. to play it online anyway. Again, it's like the Mario games. games. I mean, I, I remember playing the Mario games, and I was never any good at them. Mm. I mean, maybe, maybe every now and then I'd get through to like the third world or something like that, and I'd think, oh my god, well, the, original, the platform, the original sort of NES ones are difficult games. They're they are tricky games. games. It's, it's actually a skill. I mean, oh, firstly, yeah. like we've said, you're wrestling with a controller that I mean, lacks ergonomics of any sort. And you're also wrestling with <laughs> the graphics and also, you know, some pretty fiendish level design. It's the level design, really. Yeah. yeah. They're designed to be difficult because the games themselves aren't very long. Yeah. And I think it's the difference nowadays is games are very are made kind of gratuitously long, but often very easy. So it's just go you kinda of go through the motions until you yeah. get to the end. Yeah. And it kind of spells everything out for you. And it yeah. just it constantly tells you where to go, what to do, when you get there, press this button. And you're just kind of going through the motions. I find that quite boring. I quite like games that are a challenge where it's just, you know, speed you controller, you or a very specific set of moves, yeah. and then it'll just tell you, you know, we're just going to mix up this formula. You brought up Assassin's Creed, mm. and that is a case in point, actually, that as Assassin's Creed has got further down the line, 
the less you're actually able to do any of the assassination yourself. You get yourself to a certain point, mm. and suddenly the game goes, don't worry about it. I got this. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll do the assassination for you. Whereas in the first game, the first game, while it may not necessarily be at the peak of design in general, like we were saying earlier, you know, and alongside, I'd say, games like Mirror's Edge, at least it was trying something new. It was new back then. Assassin's yeah. Creed was a new idea. Mm. You had nine targets. You knew you were going to kill a set of three people, and you knew you were going to do them in turn or whatever sort of order of city you went to first. And it was all about skulking after and finding out more about mm. your target and their habits, and then suddenly you go in for the kill, and you yeah. do it yourself. Mm. And as the series progressed, you get less and less involved. Well, and, they, they're only skipping the, a year this year, aren't they? They're, well, they're apparently, not this year, yeah. but as, as Zero Punctuation points out, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get some, because we've already got one. You know, yeah. it's, it's, What do you mean? They're skipping... They're not doing one this year. Well, they thought they have. Did you start one? Syndicate. Yeah, that's that was last year. That oh, was that was last. Year, yeah. oh, of course it was. They've yeah. got a um, an episodic. Yeah, thing. Chronicles, which is two D side scrolling kind of. Okay, so they they've, they've kind of done it to death now, haven't they? Oh god, yeah. So I mean, I mean, they started off with a protagonist, you know, Desmond Miles. You're meant to be living his relative, his ancestors' memories through him. He died in the third game, and there's been four more <laughs> since then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about. Well, I say third. I say third yeah. game. What am I talking about? Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Revelations then Assassin's Creed Two. So five games in, and Desmond Miles finally dies. <laughs> you know, and, and and it's still going on. <clears throat> and there've been four more since. Is that right? Four more since then. Yeah, I've never really got Unity, into the Assassin's Creed. Games. No, two, three, four. I don't know. There's. Uh, for the sake of podcast listeners, there've been loads. Yeah, it's been tons. Thousands, Absolutely tons. Yeah. Millions. So I might buy a Wii as well established from this. <laughs> well, I can um, definitely recommend one. It depends, though. I mean, consoles are funny things because they're easy to recommend to the right people and hmm. they can be terrible recommendations for other people. So it really does depend on, on what <laughs> you're looking at me through. <laughs> it really depends on, on what you think you can get out of it. So it's, it's difficult because to me, it is a fantastic console and the games on it are fantastic but to someone who likes different kinds of games it might be a really terrible console no, <laughs> no I mean to be yeah. quite honest with you that I, I know and I, I look I sometimes used to look through the GameCube mm. uh, back catalogue mm. and kind of think well I've got it now or maybe I should go and get a GameCube controller and maybe I should you know start playing some of these games but well, I mean, I, I like, I like, I'd like to say life moves on, but it yeah. didn't. I, I basically just got an Xbox 360, hmm. kind of came to terms with the fact that every now and then it's going to piss itself and die. Um, <laughs> and then eventually I got an Xbox One and kind of, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that eventually it's going to piss itself and die hmm. at some point. And I'm going to have to send it away to be repaired. And then everyone else's are going to piss themselves and die and eventually... Why, are they up. quite un... Um, no, they're not very well built. They're, they're absolutely fine, to be honest. I'm being, right. I'm being really pedantic, but because of you, your can't, you can't help yeah. but feel that something's going to go wrong. Every time it's a weird noise. I'll yeah. tell you what, this is to everyone out there um, who's listening. Never, ever, 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 ever buy a special edition console unless you're going to keep it in its box and try and sell it later because they are the hardest things to repair because they won't try and repair them. They will. Um, sorry, they won't. They won't often be able to eventually replace them like they did with yeah. uh, mm. some of the Xbox 360s. They will just try and repair them, and oftentimes that basically just means you're prolonging the inevitable. Mm. Um, it will die after a while. I made that mistake. I bought a Halo 3 Xbox 360, and I rue the day I did it 
because I now have it still at home, but it doesn't work. Every time I plug it in, red rings of death immediately. Oh, no. Really, really sad. I tried to send it away. They said it would cost 130 quid to fix it, and I know that if I spend that money, it would come back and it would only work for maybe six months before mm. it pissed itself again. But then I'm... So I've got a paperweight, a gorgeous <laughs> Halo 3 emblazoned paperweight. It did look cool, yeah. At home. <laughs> when I went to Japan, I brought back um, a Japanese N64 for no other reason than it looked pretty. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's blue and white, and I just thought, it's just the coolest thing ever. I need it. <laughs> so, I have no intention of ever. How, how much was it out there? Like 40 quid. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't, wasn't a crazy amount of money, but obviously yeah. jamming it in a suitcase. <laughs> 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 yep, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know what you mean about the consoles. I'm, I've got so many downloaded games as well now. I know you can just re-download them, but that's a faff, isn't it? It is. This is the, the problem. There are far too many games to play oh. now. We are spoilt for choice in this era now. And, well, part of it's just being grown up as well and having, like, an income. So <laughs> you just... When you're a kid, you kind of get one game, like... Yeah. If you're lucky, like, a month or something, and then you've just got to I'm, play it to I'm death. I'm back there. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I am back yeah. there now. Yeah. I found myself, since um, since having my little boy, mm. who I love more than anything, 15 months old now, um, he... Uh, it takes up an awful lot of time, as you'd expect. Mm. Um, but I find myself asking for video games because obviously we have a tight budget and all that sort of stuff here for kids' players and all the stuff that you know inevitably you have to pay for. I find myself on this budget where I say to Jolie, like for instance, this Christmas, she said, I was thinking about spending maybe you know 100 quid on you this Christmas, mm. and I said, Seriously, I want Fallout 4 and Halo 5, that, and, and, that, and that is it, that pretty much kills it. Um, but I was over the moon because I'm just like, oh, I finally got, I've, you know, I've got two AAA games here. Whee! You know, that's it. Mm. And I haven't, I don't play anywhere near as much. I mean, the, the one exception, the one game I bought during the middle of the year was um, Life is Strange. Yeah, I need to get Which into I that. then played to death. Mm. Um, it is superb, mm. I think. Tell me about it because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's um, spoiler alert. I haven't played it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, don't tell me about it. <laughs> well, give me, okay. gist, just, just um, give me the gist of what it, what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's probably you probably read reviews of it, so you probably yeah. know that there's a. Certain I know power. what the mechanic is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the basic thing is that you, you're a um, you're a student at a high school, uh, photography high school, like an arts high school, who um, discovers that she can manipulate time. Okay. And she kind of reconnects with a childhood friend, and they kind of, um, they kind of start hanging out and and doing stuff, and then they get wind of a mystery that's happening at the school that you know some kids have disappeared and things like that. It's basically about it's, it's, the whole story is about uncovering over five episodes or so mm. um, the mystery, getting to know the the main character, the power. There are some truly powerful emotional scenes through it that, okay. are, that are ridiculously well done and actually I mean I felt really sucked in at one point I was I was I was honestly making choices as if they mm. were my choices you know not not just me making a choice for, yeah, a, game for a video game I yeah. genuinely was thinking this is a choice I'm actually having to make I mean you know I'm either going to let this person you know be okay or not be okay and and that's really going to affect me in a really nasty way I mean, Telltale games are very good at giving you this excellent kind of feeling of choice when you're not really making a choice. Okay, it's a Telltale game. Okay. Is, well, isn't it? Life is Strange, isn't no, it? No, it's not. No, it's, oh, it's, but it's, but it's yeah. similar yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, except you actually... The, the, the choices you make in Life is Strange feel a lot more as if 
the game didn't expect you to make it. Okay. You know, sometimes when, when so you're when you're kind of throwing curveballs. Yeah, when I've been playing things like Telltale's Walking Dead, um, Walking Dead series and um, the Game of Thrones, especially, very guilty of this one. There are times when you make a choice, mm-hmm. and you can just see the game kind of going. It didn't really matter what you, yeah, what, yeah. what you said then. We just kind of jumped across it, but it was very good at giving the illusion of having gone. Yeah. Oh, well, you get this then. You get yeah. this scene, you know, and then we're back to the story. Um, sure. Whereas life is strange. Feels like the story is growing around you, and your choices are being made. And actually, the way that you manipulate time and the way that you can allow stuff to. <laughs> That's quite good, and the way that you can um, you can make certain choices and, and things like that is very is very well done. It's very well done. Mm. You I, feel like you're having an impact on the world around you. Interesting. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I thought Walking Dead did a pretty good job of that. The Telltale Walking Dead one. I I started that game thinking there's this little girl. Okay, I'm guessing I've got to protect her. And by the end of it, I was like. I'm going to do everything. I will kill you if you look at her wrong. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if, if I think you're going to put in, in any way harm this one girl that I've decided I am now the, the, the guardian of, uh, I will. I will. I will kill you without question. But I always felt like that was what the game was trying to get me to do anyway. Yeah, the game puts Clementine as a as a uh, she is she is the focus of your mm. game. She is the focus of the game. She's the, fo- the entire focus of the second. Uh, series. Guess what I'm trying to say is I really like that game. <laughs> oh, I know. So, so did I. I thought it was great. And, you know, big fan of the comic books yeah. especially. And it was, yeah, it was wonderful to play in that world. And, and actually, he, you know what I was saying? You know I was saying stuff like Bioware, Bethesda, they don't get points mm. for good writing anymore. Telltale don't get good points no, for no. good writing anymore because that's they, they, they just do that. Mm. You know, you, you don't play a Telltale game expecting to come away thinking that was a bit shitty written. Okay. You kind of you play a Telltale sort of game. Granted, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm saying yeah. um, if you've ever played in the Mass Effect games, mm, I haven't. But yeah. the universe is so what? well, so well written, <laughs> so so dense, and so lived in feeling. Okay, it's it's just it's just perfect. And actually, you know, every time a Mass Effect game came out, the new universe got even more believable. Mm. It gets to the point where you just kind of go when you're reviewing a Bioware game. You know it's going to be well written. Okay. They don't get points for that anymore. The, only, the <laughs> last Bioware game I played was um, Jade Empire okay. on the old Xbox, the massive one. Mm. Yes. And I really enjoyed that. that yeah, fantastic game. They've always been very good at it. Mm. You know, they they take a lot of time. Their um, employment uh, ethics are meticulous mm. when looking for writers. They go through endless tests and endless writing um, challenges to try and weed out excellent stories. Mm. And it works. It, it just works. They they have a phenomenal writing staff because, you know, think of characters like, um, well, as you know, someone who's never played the game, it's probably a bit harsh talking to you about these people who you will never know. Um, <laughs> like, um, you know, Liara. Liara to Sony. Is it Liara? Uh, blue boobies? Liara? <laughs> Give me one of several blue boobies yeah, in um, that game. Is it Liara? Liara? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Liara. To Sony, the, the Asari. Who yeah. joins your crew? She's great. Yeah, she's perfect. And actually, everyone always goes, "She's the boring character." Well, yeah, she's meant to be. That, that's how she's been written. She is the boring character. She's the scientist. She's the scientist that learns. This, you know, there's a hint more of about magnificent. life from playing alongside your character. And there's a hint of a magnificent seven in the second one, particularly, 
Yeah, you put you, it's it's a basically just a typical <laughs> magnificent. So sorry that that took a moment for it to sink in. The lashings of ginger beer. Lashings of ginger beer. Yeah. <laughs> Commander you, Shepard and the uh, yeah. yeah. But you you put together this team. And Google has only, has only got two O's, um, and um, and you go on a suicide mission. You, it, you can I think you can skip one. I'm not the world's biggest fan of one. <clears throat> I think that we've just skipped onto Mass Effect now. Yeah, is it weird? Yeah. Can I just ask? No, because there's um the only one that's on Wii U is uh, the third one. That's weird. Mass Effect Three. Yes. Mm. Can you play it just by playing just the third game? That's, <laughs> that's I wouldn't. Um, I think you can play. I think you can play Mass Effect Three on its own. I think the story mm. is good enough that. I think yeah, I think the story is good enough that you could play Mass Effect Three on its own. Mm, without any prior knowledge, I think. Well, yeah, they. I don't know how it would do. Maybe it has like a. They you know, do the start of the game might kind of previously on Mass Effect. Yeah, they then, do. then you make oh, the decisions okay. there. And you there. make a few yeah. d- of the oh, okay. key decisions, yeah, yeah. not necessarily. Uh, the you know not necessarily the decisions. So you would might it make. do that if you so like if you play through on the same console that you're playing three mm. and oh, two on? I was going to say it knows what the choices you made in one get carried over to two, and then the choices that you made in two and one get carried over to three. And while they may not be the biggest differences to the games, they do make it does make a, it does make a difference to you to mm. your personal story. So that's very cool. There so are certain characters that pop does up. Does your character carry over then? Like, say, yep. I don't character, know. same look, same feel, everything. Or like the stats and everything, or not? Not kind of stats because it's it's the sort of typical game yeah. thing. It's like oh, something happened and you can't do oh, everything yeah. anymore, yeah. so you've got to learn how to do that all again. <laughs> yeah. That's Metroid. Um, although actually, Mass Effect Two did away with that, didn't it? By making it just about it was a uh, just shooting mechanics. It wasn't about the gun rating you had anymore. It was just about what gun have you got. Yeah, and but there there were things you could do. You learned new powers. You learned, yeah. picked up new ammo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had some sort of skill point investment. Yeah. What's the gameplay like in those games? The is, first, it, is it actually fun to play? The first one's an RPG. Yeah. First one's are absolute true to form yeah. RPG. The, the shooting like mechanics based or no, like, no, no, no. The shooting no. mechanics are if you just want. If you just want story, one's mm. probably the best one. No, no, two. I still think two. One is one is Mass Effect Star Wars. Yeah, it's a nicely encapsulated story in a in a bag, oh, okay. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got a good villain. Mm. It's got a good it's a great villain. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, very good, very good villain. Um, excellent twists. Um, good characters, strong writing, as you expect from a Bioware game. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. Mass Effect Two for me is the is the best. Yeah, two is Mass Effect Three. It serves as a really nice rounding up, but actually as a well, it as a, a as a game, I think you could play because it, it does give you that whole mm. sort of like, oh my god, there's a danger here. It is, it's coming. Yeah. You've got to go out. You've got to get everyone together, and you've got to fight them off. You, you know, you have a very clear goal. Mm. And actually, I think if you've never even heard of the other two games, you probably could play through it and really enjoy mm. it. A lot of people were disappointed with it, weren't they? The, the ending. One. But mainly the fans. Mainly yeah. the people who played 1, 2, right. and 1, 2. I mean, I remember, I mean, when I first heard Mass Effect was out, I thought, yo, I'll give that a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played it all the way through, and then I played it all the way through again, and I played it again, and I think I've completed that game five or six times. Really? Which isn't, which isn't. Really? Which isn't big. Is it a long like, game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's but a it's, cool. there are moments. It's, it's, it's up there as one of my favourite sci-fi universes. That's really? what I would say. Yeah. Mm, interesting. It's, 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 the aliens are good. Yeah. They're, they've got very different personalities depending on 
their their race to a certain extent, which I suppose could be considered. And what I love is they start actually talking about biological differences yes. between them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, some of the uh, some a uh, particular race has sort of dextro amino acid uh, based DNA, mm-hmm. so they can't consume the same foods as humans, but. And, and actually, sort of relationships interspecies between those are difficult because if a human ingests <laughs> a skin cell or something mm-hmm. of these things, it can cause problems in your body. Whereas the Asari, while they may look female mm. and have certain attributes of the female form, they yeah, they're gender neutral. They're gender neutral. Yeah. They're just a they, you know they they don't consider themselves female or male or asexual. They are, they just are. They just are. They they are the attractive sort of they're the blue. That the blue-skinned females like of Star Trek, yeah. so, you know, the green, well, just the green women, the green uh, paint on the woman, and it's like, oh, it's an alien, you know. It's two in particular has a real feel of you put a team together, you put the band together, and you're yeah. going out there and you're doing this one thing, this one last gig. It's a bit A team, isn't it? It's a yes. bit like yeah, yeah, because yeah. the because the sort of rebuilt Normandy is kind of a you know sort of I don't know, it does feel like the A team band. But it's, sorry, that was probably a spoiler. There's so if you don't play Mass Effect Two. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, two is the one that nails the the better of aspects of the the role playing game parts of the first one, and, and the made, shooting mechanics are made much, it all about much better. Made it all about the characters. Yeah. It took away any of the wandering around and exploring for too long. It took, yeah. the, it took all of that away and it made it all about the characters. But you can still go dance in a club for half an hour. You can still go to. <laughs> yeah. You can. Yeah. And is that the one where you walk past every shop and it's the, um, my name's Commander Shepard? Yeah, and you basically is, do it. You endorse yeah. all the shops just to get better prices from the yeah. vendors. So you walk like, past every shop and you hear your voice. I'm Commander Shepard and I, <laughs> yeah. I endorse it. <laughs> it's very good. I mean, it is good. I've lost hours of my life what, what are Bioware doing now what are they new Mass Effect uh, there's a new oh, yeah, no Mass way. Effect Requiem isn't it uh, no it's uh, Andromeda Andromeda yeah Dan, and Dan is the man with all like the knowledge or something or? no no it's, it's without giving too much away of what happens at the end of the third one it's the they're going forth and exploring another galaxy okay. mm-hmm. it's they've just done Dragon Age Inquisition as well that was the last game they did that's, yeah, I've played the Dragon Age game. I didn't like it at all. This one's this one's good. I was just played Origins. Oh. It was on 360. I can't remember. It probably was Origins. Was Origins or Number Two. Yeah, Dragon two, 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 two is not It's got one of my pet peeves in it, which is you know a personal problem that I can't seem to get over, which is American accents in fantasy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Yeah. Now you're right, all elves should have me. British accents. Well, Dragon Age 2. Anyone with a sword and chainmail should at least have like a European accent of some kind. Because <laughs> when they start saying things like, let's go to the castle, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just like completely breaks my immersion. Um, I, just, I just can't deal with it. That's good. No, the new one's good. Mm. It looks stunning. I just haven't had a chance oh, to sit and play. Actually, this is what happened with me with Skyrim. Yeah. I couldn't play... I had to stop playing Skyrim because it bothered me so much, the accents in that game. <laughs> it, it got to the point where I was enjoying Spoken it. Spoken like a true Nord. <laughs> well, that's fine. I can deal with that because it's, you know, at least they're trying. <laughs> I, the, my problem was I was tasked with going to take out this vampire which had been um, uh, harassing this village. And when I got there, he had the voice of an American trucker. 
<laughs> a fucking vampire. Why would a vampire? And it, I saw went in there. And said, well, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm coming to get you. I'm like, that's not a vampire's voice. Look who's wandering into wrong. my cave. Seriously, this is what it was like. And I was just like, I can't play this game. I, I don't think outside of the main characters, Bethesda spent too much time assigning <laughs> like, yeah, like no, voices to characters. They don't. They never seem to fit. No. Like the, the robots in Fallout always seem to have a British accent. The, well, um, no, the, 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 Oblivion the was widely robots. mocked, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion yeah. was widely mocked for the fact that it almost felt like the same two voice actors, a female and a male, were used to voice every mm, yes. other NPC in the world. Mm. And also, it, it was really weird because that, of course, all the characters fixed you with that kind of weird, unbroken <laughs> maze that they all do, yeah. and, st- and spoke to you in the same voice that the guy that you've just spoken to yeah. had spoken to you in previously. So it's always like all these, like it was like um, that uh, um, that film called uh, Fallen about the fallen angel that can pass itself into other people's bodies just by touching them. Azazel. It rings a bell, actually, yeah. Same, you know, so it was kind of just like this whole sort of like, it's just the same person yeah. in someone else's body. I'll give you that quest. <laughs> no, I'll give you that quest, you know. Here's your reward, 200 gold. It was just mm. the same voice the whole way around. Yeah. Yeah, but in, in instances like that, I think I'll just prefer like to be able to turn off um, audio and just have subtitles. Or I like gibberish. I quite like gibberish in games. Like in Legend of Zelda, generally, they have like they have yeah, they kind of yeah. talk gibberish, and then just comes up sometimes. I like that. What about the Sims? Sims do that, don't they? Yeah, they're talking. Simo- no, Simo- the 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 uh, currency, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. What's the Sims language? What is the Sims language called? It's, I think it starts with a G. Gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute gibberish. Total tosh. Mm-hmm. That's I've never played a Sims game. I ain't miss much. I yeah, uh, I downloaded Simlish. Simlish, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I got um I got the Sims three mm. on the Humble Bundle. Oh yeah. About four years ago. Mm. I think it was about four years ago. And I played it for a little bit and it came with all the packs so that you could have like really high class furniture and stuff. And I made a house and I mm. made a pool and I, I sent you know, had kids, so I I sent them to school and all this sort of stuff and eventually I just was <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of sitting there playing this going oh shit I hope my kids are alright you know like, <laughs> and you realise really <laughs> and you realise that you realise that you're, you're living that, in a game that your actual wife is downstairs <laughs> you know you're caressing your virtual wife <laughs> yeah, exactly on, your, on her own I, or you know, you know <laughs> and you think I don't know what I'm doing with that I've got, what have I done I've got two stories about Sims the first one is that I bought Sims 3 when I got my new computer. Yeah. This is it. When, when Sims 3 came out. And I went, right, I'm going to get into this. Everyone keeps playing on this. I'm going to play it. I'm going to look athlete because I love American football. And I'm just going to, he's going to, he's going to go to the gym. He's going to go to the gym. Oh, he soiled himself. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, because apparently you just let them do their own thing. So you don't have to constantly go, quick, he needs the toilet. Um, and the other thing is, uh, my girlfriend plays the Sims and one time she'd created me in the Sims. And one time I, I came home from work and she was annoyed at me because in The Sims I'd burnt down the house. Because <laughs> I'd left the stove <laughs> So you paid the price. <laughs> so, so this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Sims takes over and you become obsessed yes. and concerned with what these little mm. people are doing. 
I did this with the Animal Crossing, and you definitely had that "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" moment <laughs> where I'm building I've, a town I've, for I've small uh, animal creatures <laughs> and like obsessing over trying to build. Because the thing is with that game is the first thing you have to do. Have you heard of Animal Crossing? Yes. Yeah. It's um. You for those who don't know, it's basically an, a Sims esque game, I guess. Where you, well, so you you you're the mayor of this town of little animal creatures. But the first thing you do when you arrive at the town is get a loan from this shady guy called Tom Nook. <laughs> and he says, oh, you know, you. I guess you're going to need a house. Well, you know, if you give me a hundred grand, then I'll build you a house. And he says, but you're also you're going to have to start paying me back and you better get a job. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> basically you have to go around collecting seashells and oranges and just doing all these kind of menial tasks just to earn a few. <laughs> a few. The, the currency is called bells and only a few bells and gradually start paying off this loan. And then when you pay, finally pay off your loan, it's like, oh, your house is looking pretty small. I guess you might want an extension. You know, I could probably do that for like 200 grand. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so then you're doing these chores every day of like picking up shells and things. And it's just... Oh, it's man. more tiring than real work. It, it really is. And you just think, why am I doing this? But people love that game. People absolutely obsess over it. And I did, to be fair, I did put about 30 hours into it. So I can't like, I can't judge them too harshly. But Joni always says the same thing about Minecraft. Because I, mm. I have to admit, I do enjoy playing Minecraft. I really, really do. Mm. Um, I, I find it... I don't know. Should I use a phrase as twee as it, it lets the creative juices flow? Do <laughs> you, you play in creative mode then? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, never, I never play survival. Okay. I've, I've played survival a few times. It's been quite good fun, but I just mm. can't get hold. I can't get hold of the um, the mechanics really. I just can't grasp it. I'd, I'd much prefer. You just like buildings. I much prefer buildings. I get stuff. that. I get that. Yeah. But, um... And I actually really like mining underground and suddenly finding a massive cavern mm. or a, a big underground canyon basically and sort of you know dropping a few torches in and seeing what happens and where they land and you know just kind of poodling about yeah and then i don't know there's part of me that's kind of <laughs> this is going to sound so like so lame but there's part of me that kind of likes to then build structures on top of these uh, sort of big underground areas with kind of tunnels or something into the, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of Cthulhu-esque sort of, um, yeah, 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 kind of like cabins. Like, there's this, there's this mansion sitting on the top of a, of a hill. Oh, nice. With, you know, with yeah. sort of a, with a, with a great big, <laughs> you know, underground, yeah. you know, a horrendous place where some great mm. big mythical being is just waiting to sort of tear the world apart. Mm. Which I guess in the ender, is where all these horrible things are lurking, mm. I guess, which is underground anyway. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bit... Yeah, well, enough, yeah. Bit, uh... So Mass Effect's really good and you should play it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Mass Effect 2 is better than 3. Yeah. 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 I think story. It's, I'm not 100% sure I would like it. Well, the reason why I asked about the gameplay is because I find like there's a lot of games... I think I'm, I'm more of a gameplay kind of person than a story person. Then 2 and 3 are the ones to play. Okay. Definitely. But I yeah. fundamentally like a game to be... For me to enjoy it, fundamentally has to be fun to control and to play through, and you know, I need like a hook like that. Like I like games to have. I don't like this kind of modern thing of like I was saying, you know, go somewhere and pr press X. You know, like a, a lot of modern games do amazing things, like f in terms of like cinematics, where it shows something amazing happening, but all you've had to do is like press one button to do it. So, like, like an example is maybe. 
quick time events, but not even just that. So like in a game where you might run up to a ledge and press X and then a jump animation happens mm. and then you automatically, you can't fail it. There's no kind of, in like Mario Brothers where you jump and you, you don't jump far enough and you fall down the pit. A lot of times in games now, it's just, it's kind of scripted that you run up to the ledge and you press X and your character will kind of go into this cinematic mode where the character leaps and the grabs on and hangs games. off on one hand and then starts climbing up and then maybe it's like tap the X button to climb. You're just like, okay, fine, tap the X button. And it's all just kind of scripted. You might as well just be watching a CG cutscene. Some people find that appealing. Yeah, Some I mean, I, I, I think it works in New Tomb really great games, personally. Really it does, it's supposed to be a good, good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But the original Tomb Raider yeah. I really enjoyed because it had a very specific, like, control set. You could, like, sidestep left, you can sidestep right, you can jump straight up, you can do a running jump, and it gave you that obstacle course at the start of, I think it was Tomb Raider 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could, in the mansion, where you get to, like, hone your skills, and you're like, mm. okay, and it literally tells you everything you need to know in that one little obstacle course. It, every, it uses all the things, and then it lets you out into the world, into the, the levels, and it's like, use those controls to get past all these obstacles, and it's as simple as that. There's no none of that kind of well, something happens and you fall down and then your character's like climbing up and but you're not really doing any bit. I like games that don't take you out of that. Like for me, like a perfect example of that is like Dark Souls. Mm. Dark Souls games I absolutely love. Like one of the more like recent games that I just fell in love with. Because it's all about you and your moveset, your character. You get good at the game and you beat the game. So That's why I that. like Mirror's Edge. That's why Mirror's Edge really Mirror's appealed Edge. to me. Okay. Kind of, it was the parkour game yeah I know I know. yeah, yeah uh, uh, exactly that if you were good at it you would you would feel yourself doing you know you would land at the right time you press the right button mm. that would make you go into a roll and then you get up and you start moving and you'd know that I've got to tap jump now to get over yes. the fence right I've got to tap jump I've got to pull the crouch button so that I it lets you fail I imagine, right? it, it does yeah. and there, there, there were always multiple ways to go and you were like well actually the fastest way to do this is I can jump onto the zip line and go down and mm. I mean admittedly some of it was pretty linear. I mean there was always a place and the, a way to go. There was always mm. an opportunity to look like a total tit doing it. You Which I think is the point. Up. I think yeah. I think it's 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 hard to master and the, the the best thing about parkour games is when you just literally I'm going to slowly walk hop. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't really know what I'm doing here. And then eventually when you're playing towards the end and you you hop, skipping, jumping. You play Dying Light, by the way. Uh, this is the zombie game, isn't yeah. it? No, I really want to, but it's I don't. really good. I was going to download it, actually, but um, it was just too much money. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. hasn't really dropped in price. We, the cheapest we had at work was 200 It's weird, because it's not that highly rated. It's, it's great, though. Really, really Everyone cool. says it is, yeah. and also it's really cool. But yeah, um, Mass Effect does have its fair share of, this is what it looks like when you hop over a, a barrier. Mm. And, but it's it's at the same time... It, it, it also has its fair share of excellent gameplay as well. The, the two, second and third one in particular. Mm. A lot of ordering your squad mates <laughs> around. Yeah. Okay. It's so in conclusion, yeah. the greatest game of all time, Tom? The greatest <laughs> game of all time <laughs> that I've played. Um, that was a joke, but yeah. E.T. the extraterrestrial note. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Um, oh, blimey. That's, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's, too, that's, that's, <laughs> that's too difficult. Because yeah. I... I don't know. I'd, you'd, you'd have to judge it on so many different, so many different things. I know. Because because there's part of me that kind of wants to choose Doom because it sprung forth a lineage that now pretty much dominates the. I was finding this question world. incredibly difficult to answer because you can't remove your own nostalgia mm. from it. So you always want to choose something that was around when you were a kid, 
even though you know it's not as good as the thing that's out now, <laughs> you just yeah. can't help but want to say that's yeah. the greatest game ever made. It's like Resident Evil 4 was probably the great, best experience I've had playing games. game. So I played it with Sat There. That is an amazing game. That's so good. Yeah. Sat there with, with two mates playing yeah. it continuously, mm-hmm. with, with just taking it in turns. Uh, getting repeatedly more and more scared when when one of us would scream and force the other two to jump out of our seats as well. So, and well, in that case, I mean, you know, if we're judging it on that sort of thing, in terms of experience, in terms yeah. of a game that actually made me feel almost unbrokenly like I was trapped hmm. inside it, PT. That good? PT just made it. Like I said, it gets tedious when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But when you're in it at the beginning, the first. The first six to seven cycles through that hallway, that hallway that becomes so familiar and yet that changes so subtly when you move when you move to the next cycle and when Lisa, the ghost, appears and, and things like that, it just I, I don't know, I I felt I felt really primal terror. Real kind of rising from my stomach sort of Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Because it looks real. Hmm. It looks real. It feels real. Um, and if you're wearing a good pair of headphones, it it sounds real, and it it feels like you're right in that room. Is it fun? I I'm I was astounded by. It. I didn't come out of it thinking, oh my god, that I'd never want to go through that again. There was part of me that kind of wants to play it again to dissect it, to relive those moments of of fear, because that's the first time a game has properly made me feel something other than either really happy or really badass or sad because a game, a game character I really like died. Have you played any other Silent Hill games? Sorry? Have you played any other Silent Hill games? Yeah, Silent Hill 2. Um, okay. and, and I'm glad I've only played Silent Hill 2. Why? The games because um, I've seen and read reviews and I, I know the story of what happens in those other games. And it, uh, and it all ties too much to the cult thing. I like that... Um, James Sunderland's story is his story. Mm-hmm. He's there for his reasons, and he's not. It's not really necessarily. I've only about, played the first one. Yes. It's not really about the cult. It's about him. It's about his wife. It's about his. Fucked well, the up. first game had uh, different endings, so I think it, every single one does. Oh, they all did. Didn't yeah. They? Uh, okay. Silent Hill is again one of those one of those franchises that the first three, four had really good ideas mm. and it's really lost its way because after a while trying to do the same thing again and make it different doesn't work because you're relying on the same cliches, the same mm. sorts of monsters with body you know, dysmorphia mm. and weird sort of looks and stuff like that. And actually they become they be, they don't they're not scary. Mm. Whereas They were terrifying the first ones in the first game were fucking terrifying because you had um the creepy Nurses, the faceless in the, nurses um, in the hospital, yeah. and had the creepy kids in the nursery <laughs> or in the school. Yeah, and it was just that was a terrifying game. Whereas Lisa, the ghost in PT, is the only monster, mm. and her—I mean, her design is 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 brilliant. It's it's scary. Uh, mm. The first time you see her, she's standing at the other end of the corridor to you, motionless. She's not doing anything. She's just looking at you, and you can you can notice kind of vague details about her that there's blood on her stomach, but you're not sure why. She's only wearing one high heel shoe, but you're not sure why. Her face, her head, and is lolling back at a sort of a, a, an odd angle, 
and she's kind of standing like kind of slope shouldered just looking at you and as you walk closer tried and tested horror thing light goes off (laughs) (laughs) and your first reaction is I'm not fucking going down there (laughs) but you realise that I mean, I backtracked. I went to the, the the other door. You come in at the other end of this L-shaped corridor, which basically is the setting of the game, mm. um, and you can't get through. So I went back. The light was still off. Nothing was coming. I could still hear her kind of crying, moaning noise that she makes when she's around. And I walked towards her, and suddenly, boom, the light goes on, and there are cockroaches running away from where she was. Mm. Like they just sort of fan out and they disappear. And then... I can't remember whether that's the cycle where the bathroom door opens or something, or, or whether once she's gone, the door opens and you go down these stairs, and then you open a door, and then you're back at the beginning of the hallway again. Mm. And the clock is always a, a minute to midnight, until later on the cycles progress and progress, and you get down to suddenly it's midnight, and things start changing really weirdly, and you start getting strange hyperactive effects, and... You're able to run really fast, and the corridor seems to never ever end. And eventually, you know, it's it's just little things like that. I mean, the bit that made me absolutely jump out of my skin is the very um, is the very first time you you get a glimpse of Lisa, but you don't see her properly. Is um, the bathroom door just just slightly creaks open? There's just a single door off to one side of the corridor, just slightly creaks open. And you wander up over to it, and. Um, <coughs> You're meant to look, like, kind of use the zoom to sort of peer through the door. And as you do, she appears mm. in the crack of the door and slams it shut in your face. And it's just, it's, I mean, you know, I defy anyone to keep <laughs> in their body <laughs> after that. Because it's, I know it's a jump scare, but it's, but you get a glimpse of something, something horrible. Mm. And, I mean, there's nothing compares to seeing her when she's moving, her head twitches violently around on top of her kind of loping body as it kind of as she sort of she doesn't so much sort of walk through mm. the corridor she kind of slides it's through the corridor it's just Guillermo del Toro isn't it mm. so yeah. it's Pan's Labyrinth um, creepy hand monster thing you know what I mean the one with the your twitchy head yeah sliding down <laughs> corridor <laughs> the, the thought is yeah. that they're gonna do something very similar now Mm. To PT, or that's what Silent Hills looked like. Silent Hills looked like it was going down that first person Mm. sort of thing. If the trailers were to be believed, Mm. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's free. So, are you disappointed that it's um, cancelled, or are you kind of happy that it might um, be even less restrained now? I suppose because if it's not through Konami, it might. Part of me thinks that. If Silent Hills had been made, and and it may may very well still be made, but when it's made, I think PT will still be being talked about in the same breath, and I think a lot of people will be going. I think a lot of people will say PT set the bar so high for genuinely the, scary experiences. It that might be the Force Awakens, the most the, the best disappointing game ever. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, it could be because P, yeah. PT really does, in terms of immersive horror. Make I mean set a new standard really. It's photorealistic. It that looks like anyone's corridor. It's trapped and weird things happen. It's strange. The talk is though that um, Kojima will do something just called similar. Just call it something. Just not call it Silent Hill. 
But let's hope it doesn't have a backstory as convoluted as the Metal Gear Solid games. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't have time to get into my thoughts on Metal Gear Solid. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we um, do, though, because we need to touch on the fact that Metal Gear Solid Five is probably the, the most perfect emergent game um, uh, game experience, I think, on the market at the moment. I've played it for about half an hour. I need to properly sit down and get into it. But. If you've only played the first half an hour of the game... Yeah. You ain't seen nothing. No, yet. I know, no, and I'm aware you of it. You ain't seen nothing yet. Um, a quick shout out to. Well, it's a game that everyone else seemed, seemed to be aware of that I was unaware of. And I played it on my phone whilst I've spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds downloading uh endless stream of Xbox One games. Uh, and for three quid, I played uh, Her Story. You played it? In one. Oh, Her Story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. This it, is the films. Yeah, so it's FMV. And the idea is, it's, you've got, <coughs> I think it's 250-odd clips, and you get the first five, and it starts off with her to say murder, I suppose it is murder. And the last, and, and within those, there's intermittent clips. And the last one is, I'd like to speak to my lawyer now, please. So you've got to piece together from all these clips what's happened, what's happening. And even when you think you you know what's going on, there's more twists and turns in, in the word of um, of Lord Melcher uh, than a twisty turny thing, and you, can call, <laughs> and you can call me Susan if it isn't so. Um, and um, the idea is you just got to collect all the clips. It's 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 by searching for words that could be used in that clip. So you've got a little search bar. So you type in, um, let's type in missing because it starts off missing. Just type in missing into the search bar. It'll bring up any clip where she said missing. And you've got a little block and it shows you what clips you're missing and where they're missing. And you can work out roughly what clips you need and what was said at that time. And I would say over the space of a week, it's not the longest game in the world, but I was looking forward to sitting down and playing it and sitting down. I had Batman uh, Arkham Knight paused mm. on the Xbox so I can sit and play this little game on my phone. I know most people have played it on PC. If you've got three quid spare on a smartphone, mm-hmm. download it, or on an iPad, whatever. It's really, really involving. First FMV game I've played where I feel like it's being half-decently acted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because I suppose half of it is they're not asking it to do a great deal. There are Well, they're asking to do a lot, but it's not like you're not controlling FMV scenes. All you're doing is downloading them and adding them to your pile. Mm. Um, and it's a, fu- it's a great story. And I think I figured it out about I figured out the the main the main part of it about a third of the way through. But even then, there were still things I hadn't worked out, and you keep working through it. And you'll get to a point where I did, where I swear I swear I've used every word, and you just start going through words associated with murder and <laughs> and and anything that's been said in the story. Three quid, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. It won loads of awards at this Game game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds so. good to me. Yeah, I'm it. sold, definitely. Yeah. So download it, see what you guys think, or <clears throat> if anyone's listened to this. <laughs> download it. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Nicely done. Okay. Well done, sir. Yeah. Can we wrap it up after That's that it. fine endorsement? <laughs> yeah. So, um, this was brought to you by Her Story. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the Nutribullet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think this has been fun. I would think we'll, as long as we can get this uploaded, 
we will carry on doing this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you've got any questions, you can hit, hit us up on Twitter, although we don't actually have a Twitter handle yet, <laughs> or on Facebook, although we don't have a Facebook group yet. Um, more on that next week. You can email us. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you've really got an email for it, Here's uh, my other podcast email address, hellochaps at gridirongentleman.com. Just send the emails there. It'll really confuse everyone else, but I'll know what you're talking about. Um, so I'm Dan. I'm Tom. I'm Sean. Goodbye, people. Thanks. Bye. Bye.